Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through our website, brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hello, Phil. Hello. Hello, Dave. Hello, Mr. Lagorsi. Hello, George. Hello. I like how you're testing us this week. Make sure I'm paying attention. Hello, Nate. Hello. Hello, Callum. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Guy. Is that all I get? Yeah. A sniff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a cold this week. No, just disdain towards you. Yes. Hang on, where, where's Guy? I, I can only see Sue Pollard. <laughs> yeah, Keith's off saving the universe somewhere. No, he's on the bus. Probably. <laughs> he's on the way to saving the universe while stuck under this. So, welcome to the Geeky Brewery Podcast. It's quite full, full one for us. It's been a few weeks since we were this full up. When are you expecting your balls to draw? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imitating Callan's voice. Oh, <laughs> mean! I'm oh, being funny, Callan. You deserve that you said I looked forward to it. Whoa! <laughs> that was a compliment. Callan. Before we go any further, do you remember all the names that I've just said? <laughs> Let's play Does Callan know who everyone is? <laughs> Callan? Come on, around the table. I've just said all of the names. In which direction are we going? Go clockwise. Which was clockwise. Oh my god. It's the way a clock he goes, goes he, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't remember how an analogue clock goes because he was born like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> the future of our world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to, be, all do. to your credit, at least you didn't look at your phone. There is a clock right up there, by the way. There's a clock right there in front of and me. Is... <laughs> right. Now, when the big hand is at the top, when the daddy hand and the baby hand, does everybody remember the watches that you used to have when you were a kid with one red minute hand and the blue hour hand? That yes. every child had. Yeah, I had an yeah. alarm clock, which was the hands were Mickey Mouse's arms. But I used to really worry about what was happening to his shoulder joints <laughs> because one was so much longer than the other. Yeah, a bit of windmilling like, going on. It must look weird at half six. Yeah. <laughs> He's still really despondent. Like yeah. Up. Looks like some, some sort of weird hip hop uh, album cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down with the mouse. Could be. Could be. He looks like the sort. This is why we don't ask you, guy. <laughs> so, Callum. Go on. Oh, I forgot about this. I forgot. I was buying time for you. Man. <laughs> Right. Ryan. Yes. Then Guy. Yes. I have forgotten your name. I am sorry. It's Jimmy Kibble. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Kibble. This is Nate. Say hello to Nate. Hello, Hello, Nate. Good day. As, as you can notice, I am very bad with remembering people's it's names. Like it's like Gigi Brummie's got a this child. We made him guess what, what age we all were, and he couldn't remember oh, my dear. name. Oh, that's so how we discovered this. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that chap there? Drinking coffee. That's Dave. And it's okay. T Guy. Is it cool. T? Yes. Yes? I just put it in Starbucks. Um, were you just clarifying that your name was T Guy? T Guy, yeah. What a superhero. Yes. I'm the only girl, you have no excuse for not knowing which one I am. Oh, wow. Wow. You're making him nervous, that's what it is. Anyway, George, obviously. (laughs) And... (laughs) I know I've changed my hair again since we last saw each other, but come on. It's been a few weeks. It's a strong look. Yeah, listen. Thank you. I'm, I'm, it's just, I, I, I'd underestimated how long it's going to take to grow out the, the shape. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which Chris Evans? Just specify. Mark oh. Mark oh. <laughs> no, Captain America Chris Evans. Okay, no, that's yeah, right. Has it short? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, just if listeners, if you could see the look that Phil gave Callan, <laughs> it's just yeah, just complete and utter disdain. Well, if Phil just walk around with him and do not know who I am, actually, <laughs> he's very funny on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm now just imagining Captain America played by former Radio One DJ. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, I want to come back from that, please. That is yes. the thing we need in this world. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a children in need special. Yeah. yeah. No, please let's not yes. talk about children in need, please. Why? Because I hate it. Why? Hansi makes Guy angry. We learned this last year. Is he swinging the lead? These children aren't necessarily in need. Oh, oh my God. God. Not as much as oh comic God. relief campaigns. And down the rabbit hole. We I, know, I, oh hate it, I hate it. And I don't need to see a night of really poor entertainment. To try and encourage me to give some money and a soft story every so often. If I want to give some money to charity, I don't need to see some newsreaders what? dancing to tell me to do so. Well, what do you want? Some sort of kangaroo court where you judge the neediness of different children? Yeah, what? Uh, presiding over it on an iron throne. Oh my I god! Owe you ten thousand pounds. Can I owe that? You nothing. I feel like that could be my ITV three daytime talk show. Yeah. yeah. Kangaroo so, court yeah. with Philip. Yeah. yeah. So, we all yeah. know what's going to happen on children needs. It's always guaranteed there'll be a BBC Doctor Who special. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. And it's always going to be rubber-faced person. There'll be a 90s band that they'll brought back to do a single for no apparent reason. Uh, uh, 9 <laughs> Or S-Club or just anybody in the general already done it, doesn't they? really have a career and just like visit Pontins and Buttons on a weekly basis. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. Just, just keep that name out of your mouth. Thinking? Isn't it about time I One came back with some sort of NAF charity single? They That'd did the great. they did the big um, reunion with um, yeah. there was A One and then they made up a boy band with Adam Rickett and Cav. <laughs> oh, Cavner. Cavner, yeah. Oh, wow. And it was a disaster, and it was amazing. Was it worse than McBusted? Oh, McBusted! Oh, I forgot wait, that was a thing. Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Don't lie, Dave. You've got all the singles. Nope. My sister was very into it. I, I was into drowned, McFly. I, I'm not I, gonna. I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. deny I, I was, them. I, I was the one drowning out with, you know, real Jason music. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel I should point out after we talked about that album in our group chat the other day, I genuinely got home from work and Dave was listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I've changed I, the locks. It's fine. <laughs> I stand by my convictions. He has a good voice. It's called auto tune, dear. Phil, <laughs> 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 mate, and fill in on this one. We're talking about rubbish celebrity albums. <gasps> oh my god, I saw on Twitter, I don't know if you've been aware of this one, but Nick Knowles yes. has a, has an album out. Nick yeah. Knowles. Is it off of DIY SOS? And Keith, other shows that Keith people can't remember. And it's wow. him with a guitar, going full acoustic, just him singing along to himself. Who's that's that for? Amazing. Who's, who's that? DIY SOS People who the same people who watch I mean, DIY SOS. No one hates their mum enough to buy that for Christmas. Nick Knowles genuinely has a face like a slapped arse. So if you slow down a video of a slapped arse, <laughs> you just see Nick Knowles. He genuinely has that face staring back at you. A wrinkled bum. But I met him once in a pub in Aberystwyth. He saved a woman from a canal. Did he? Yes. <laughs> I think this is this. This is a superhero, Nick Knowles. 
<laughs> this has taken a weird turn. Uh, yeah. On the subject of Nick Nolte, because Keith did post this video the other day, because I was getting annoyed about children in game, because the one thing that really annoys me is it drags Shane Ritchie out of whatever hole he's been in for a year. <laughs> and he just, he's literally, he's all over it, like, I'm the face of children in need, I'm Shane Ritchie. Go away. What, what does he, he do the rest of the year? Yeah. He roots. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Michael Bublé, who only appears at Christmas and otherwise just does not exist. You're going to think, where, have, where do they it's go the point, rest of yeah. the year? Where do these people hide? And they just Pretty kind of, da da. Christmas cave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alfie Bow descends from the ceiling. Exactly. No one's going to say a bad word about Do they live? I reckon they live in a really depressing B&B in like Margate. <laughs> well, all of them, all together. All of them, yeah. Oh, if he's like tombs yeah. in X Files, where he just makes like a big nest out of newspaper and spit under an escalator. <laughs> yeah, what was X Files? Was it? Was yeah. it yeah. I think with the booblet, it's wrapping paper. I've, I think I've woken up in one of those on a Sunday morning before. <laughs> Going back to Nick Knowles, he is a genuine figure. You know, this man. No one should ever going back to Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles pulled two people from car crashes. In eight months, did he cause them? <laughs> Were they cars that crashed into each other? Was he like Mr. No. Tickle extending? No, his arms there was an eight-month gap. He's done it twice now. Really? First, he saved a woman and a baby. Then he saved a man from a car crash. I feel like he's doing this somehow. He's causing car crashes so we can go and save people. Well, well, like, look, I'm brilliant. Look, look, look at me. Maybe he's like a weird trap. Maybe he's run out of people for DIY SOS, so he's having to injure people, so he's got a soft story. <laughs> Do you reckon he's like going around like burgling people's houses, like breaking into them at night and then just like, you know, taking a spanner to their boiler to flood it? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, looks like you're in a DIY OS OS! Maybe it was supposed to be Nick Knowles in the Paddington advert. Maybe. <laughs> it's oh. like a really low key version of Ozymandias from Watchmen, just causing catastrophes to make life better for people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, deep. He's really doing does, it for your own good. He really does have a face of a slapped ass. They are mega show offs, though. They, they did one of the. Uh, the, the big build things outside of Aberystwyth and everybody in Aberystwyth knew they were staying in one of the like the fancy hotel like, what passes for a fancy hotel in Aberystwyth despite the fact that Aberystwyth is about the size of a postage stamp somehow they obviously did not have time to go back to their hotels and change so they would all be in the pubs in Aberystwyth in their massive like DIY SOS branded polo <laughs> shirts still like covered in paint because obviously nobody would knew who the hell they were if they weren't dressed like that oh, so covered in, in order to yes. create the what what is it with the Celebrity BBC and fleeces, branded fleeces as well? It's like ninety percent of their daytime TV has to come with a branded fleece. Bring back the oversized shirts from changing rooms, I say. <gasps> yes, they are. They are in. Actually. They are in. Oh, exactly. you know what? If they're not, I could bring them back. I know I could single-handedly. There's somebody's career that's disappeared. Lawrence Wellingbone. Oh, I don't know. I, I, he has a column in one of the magazines that my mum keeps in the bathroom. I think it's like <laughs> Good Housekeeping well, or Woman in Home or one of those. Desperate yeah. Housewife or. I'm saying to be fair, if, if Debbie Harris is reading his column, that's all right. That's yeah. yeah. So, what have we all been up to uh, to start us off? Nate, what have you been up to the last few months since we saw you? Um, I was. Uh, doing a, a book tour for a while. I was at Comic Con quite recently, MCM in London. I saw a lot of really ropey Spider Men. <laughs> <laughs> are they better than the Pizza Hut Spider Men that you see on the streets? <laughs> the ones I really like, because you know you get those like padded muscle suits. I like the ones with padding in really weird places. Like I saw a Captain you America with a completely like flat torso but vast puffy arms. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Deadpool with a really fat chest. <laughs> 
like you know, flat stomach, but a vast chest. That was amazing. So I, I, I did a bit of uh, chuckling at that, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yesterday I renovated my office. Ooh. Yeah, big Explain. life. Yeah. <laughs> Explain renovation. Was it a paint job? Or did, you, did you feel like you wanted to hire Nick Knowles? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a DIY SMS actually. I uh, I can't do. Um, like decorating or DIY at all, but I have a lot of fun being incapable. I nailed loads of Christmas lights round the top of it because I've got a conservatory that I work in, yeah. and I nailed Christmas lights all the way around the rim of it. It was really good. I mean, it, it looks like an orc's done it, but <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a nice space to work in. So it's all right. Just like for all the halls, just hang a little little wreath or something around them, and you know. Disguise it. Yeah. Christmas all year round. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas for mice. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas for mice. Dave, what have you been up to? Uh, same old, same old, really. Back just working away and. Mr. Jason Lamford. <laughs> nope, nope. Got no, no, got no headphone policy at work, so no, no, no man. Oh, oh. No headphone policy. No. I live without that. I'd be screwed. I don't want to listen to my colleagues' inane conversation. I'm happy to this week, but I'm about it yet. Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, give, given the the work that I do, it's very interesting for me to listen to. Can't go into details, but yeah, it's very good. Dave's a spy, basically. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> so everybody around me at work has now had children of some description or other. Oh, that the worst. The entire conversation. We had a four-hour chat about Peppa Pig. Oh, I actually yeah. did want to pull a gun out. I don't want to shoot myself for work then and there. I have an issue with Peppa Pig. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. In Peppa Pig. There's a t- rabbit, a female rabbit. She does every job in the town. Every job. She works every job in this town. No one else is working these jobs, just this rabbit. I don't understand why she's... Is she a task one. rabbit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't get why like, pretty much everybody in the wood of Peppa Pig is the same size as well. And even Grumpy Rabbit. Yeah. Played by Brian Blessed. I would say, I, I think you may be reading a little bit too much into Peppa Pig. Yeah. Although it is, it's teaching a very strange and warped lesson about the economy to, to yeah. children, isn't it? <laughs> In that, what way? Is it, is that, it middle that, class pig? Yeah. Or, or, or maybe it's just actually growing up as a millennial, you will need to work ten different jobs just to be able to pay your rent. Callan, <laughs> 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 take, take heed. Maybe, maybe all the grandpas like, own all the houses and they're bite-letting out all the rest of the family. So Peppa Pig <laughs> is a Tory propaganda, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Yeah, you have to analyse this when you have like a young nephew. You have to go around and just watch nothing but that. But yeah. it's just, uh, do you know what? She's she Pepper's, Pepper's just a toxer as well. <laughs> she is just not a nice person. Well, it wouldn't I, be the first story where pigs were more equal than other animals. That's ringing a bell, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's familiar. Cool. George, what have you been up to? Uh, I've just been causing chaos wherever I go lately. I seem to have greatly upset several barmen in a nice cocktail bar in the mailbox by, God forbid, not Asking wanting to drink beverages. a cocktail that didn't taste like a J2O. But they couldn't <laughs> seem to comprehend this. It was hilarious. I genuinely said, well, usually I drink like an old-fashioned. And the guy looked at me as though I'd grown a second head. <laughs> kind of, what? You want what? Can we send Phil in there? It was, it was very confused. It was hilarious. And then I upset kettle chips on Twitter, but that wasn't my fault. That was Nate's fault. Yeah, it was a joint effort. It we was a joint effort. We, we accidentally <laughs> trolled kettle chips. Of, it's, it's like a crystalline entity of kettle chip. It's like they bake the potato that much it becomes diamond. Yeah, it does <laughs> seem like saying that a trouble Picard in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was asking J.K. Rowling what Snape's favourite crisp would be. 
she didn't answer. And that, to be honest, <laughs> that's, that did surprise me because I bet she's got it written in a binder somewhere. Somewhere she knows. She knows. She's, I she's got a prequel trilogy planned out about the Hogwarts tuck shop. I don't write books about this. It's one thing you never get in Hogwarts, uh, the kitchens. Well, it's run by a slave class, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, no, they, they, they do go in there briefly, but the, the house elves live there. Yeah. It's true, isn't it? All the food's yeah. cooked by slaves and then teleported into the hall. Well, and they're like, the oh, walls? oh, it just magically appears and then it's magically cleaned up and we don't have to do anything. It's like, no, no, that's just called labour that you don't see because you're privileged white people. Oh, Phil, don't get me started. Harry Potter is such a nest of Tory values. <laughs> it really... Boarding schools, for one. Yeah, yeah, they get their private train to and from the boarding school. <laughs> oh, true. my now God. Now, deliver the post. Wait, yes. no, that's, that's just magic. <laughs> <laughs> Though I would expect oh, some MPs to have that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And an incredibly anti-Semitic allegory for the banking system, where everything's run by big-nosed goblins. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Ship. Like a boat, yes. The things Holy shows. Coins in Harry Potter, they're called yeah. galleons, yes. <laughs> There's many ships in the Harry Potter universe, as we know. <laughs> um, but yes, I suggested that Snape might enjoy a, a kettle chip. Um, I didn't I didn't tag them, but somehow they found me anyway and they sent me some shady Snape gifts back. <laughs> well, brands are like sort of no. like vampires uh, on Twitter, aren't they? Sort of prowling through the dark looking for they are. Mentions. Yeah. So, oh, they, they, I'm they sorry, kettle chips. Setup, yeah. I, I didn't mean yeah. to suggest that you were not a fun crisp. I just felt that Snape would probably eat a kettle chip and not a quaver. But you're not a fun crisp, just if you are listening. But you're not a fun crisp. I don't get how people people just latch on to things that you post and post irrelevant comments. I posted a picture of a St. Etienne record the other day, and someone sent me a chat say, Wow, I've never seen a St. Etienne record before. And I was like, I don't care. I have and I own it. So screw you. <laughs> why do why you need to put that on my on my thing? So what? Go on Amazon. There you go. There's one. You've seen one now. Weirdest tweet of today. The lens. Yeah, weirdest tweet today. So last week, um, a few weeks ago, we played the now 34 album during the live show <laughs> <laughs> because it was guys' top, musical top choice. Purchase, top purchase. And then E17 discography retweeted that today of all days. Really? That's yes. random. Sorry, E17 retweeted the fact we were playing no, Not E17, 30. an E17 fan site called E17 Discography. E17, I even on now. Don't 34. E17 predate the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. Why has somebody made a Twitter for E17? I don't know. They're not even doing anything anymore, apart from probably rolling out a car. It's like three middle-aged mums and they're, you know, slightly, like, Stockholm Syndrome, syndrome children. Yeah. Who've been forced into liking E17? There are also people yes. who emerge at Christmas, though. I'm yeah. sure we've mm-hmm. told this story before, though, because um, for my mate's 25th birthday, so going back a few years, we went to one of those 90s revival weekends. At oh, so oh, I we... literally <laughs> just threw up wow. in my mouth. So we had <laughs> Chesney Hawks nice. as one of the headliners. He oh, was Chesney. amazing. He, he was amazing. absolutely amazing. He's a really fun guy. The other headliners were nine one one, but there's only two of them, so it was nine one. <laughs> was it was it like the, the two backing guys? Like yes, fat guy. Yeah. So so it was Should actually eleven. Yeah. Not and one had blatantly lost all of his hair and was just decided to wear baseball caps for the rest of his life to hide it. Yeah. Full on side parting baldness going on. Wow. Is that who you got? No. And the biggest headliner were E seventeen, who just reformed at this point. To do buttons, wow. and they were that bad. But they got bottled. I mean, oh, I mean, stay another day is a, a, a it's a, a 
like well, a classified banger. Lead single. No, I don't care. It was. I don't care what it was. It was. It's just Harry, amazing. And I it's had all it in my head for the last ninety seconds. Really <laughs> <laughs> they released a fair set of bangers, but they are embarrassing to look at. There's Wasn't basically it? like all the boys you don't take home to your mom. It's kind of like you just yeah. look like early versions of chavs. Like chavs, chavs. Like I need an image. Oh, do you know what? That Brian Harvey looks cool. Yeah. With his hat, which is way too big for his head, flying <laughs> out the top. Of oh my god, he was like the proto dappy. <laughs> wasn't it one of these 17 who ran himself over with his own yeah, car yes. was whilst, eating but, whilst eating a baked potato I knew there was a thing about Brian Harvey and potatoes what happened was he, he didn't eat too many uh, baked potatoes <laughs> he, o- result, he OD'd on, yeah, on starch as a result that it caused him to roll out of his car when it was moving and he ran himself over I mean, we've all on spuds. <laughs> we've all had a, we've all had a car coma but Possible, it? Wow. I mean, I know that you can make vodka from potatoes, but I think he skipped a few steps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how he managed to fall out of his car. I, I like, don't well, think anybody's ever worked it out, Dave. The physics of this are, yeah, like, no, really no, intriguing. I mean, it's like Zeno's paradox, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm fairly yeah. sure that cars have these things called doors. That <laughs> doors or a window which you can stick your head out of. Yeah, it's... And he's so small that he just sort of came out of the window. Yes. I'm sure it wasn't a car of many years ago when he had the manual. Maybe it was a golf cart. That would make more sense. I I just... I've never got that story, but a lovely run over It's magical. It's a magical story. How do we get from kettle chips to E17? (laughs) Brands. On the subject of this, Kurt... Oh, God. To, uh, Captain Kirk sent me an amazing video of Brian Harvey does now these rants on YouTube about how he hates being famous even though he's not and there's one where he's smashing, <laughs> smashing up like a gold you know the gold discs that they get when they sell like oh, that was oh, a few yeah. years ago yeah so it? he's smashing up a gold disc in a back alley and there's some woman walk, walking past as he's doing it and she says like I hope you're going to clean that up afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so he does and he, and he messages at the end of the oh yeah so like don't litter as he's putting glass into a bin <laughs> I was looking at someone was tweeting this week um, excerpts from Michael Flatley's autobiography. Oh my god! That man, instead of a sense of self worth, he has a nuclear reactor. The whole book is just anecdotes about how brilliant Michael Flatley is and how brilliant other people say Michael Flatley is at everything. I want to read those. It's astonishing. How can you write a book about dancing without moving your arms? That's all it was, basically. Yeah, it was, um... There's like a whole chapter about how strong his arms are anyway. Right, yeah. It's quite something. To get celebrities to come Oh, that's, um... <laughs> that sounds like he could be president. Like, I don't move my arms, but if I were to move my arms, they'd be the best arms, truly. No, he makes Trump look humble. Seriously. It's the most wow. astonishingly, fiercely self-loving prose I've ever encountered. <laughs> Strongly recommend it. You don't read enough of my Twitter feed, <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Twitter feed, Phil, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Well, I got into a bit of an argument with Giles Corin yesterday. <laughs> oh, as you do. Sorry, what? <laughs> he what just else? came sliding into my notifications and I had to burn some sage to get him out. <laughs> um, so he, he wrote this, um, this uh, I'm going to choose my words carefully, um, a, a take, let's say, first yeah. Esquire saying, I don't care what my son turns out to be as long as he's not fat. And the, it, within the first paragraph, he says that his son looks, and it's a word beginning with R that I'm not going to repeat because I don't like that word. Reversed. No. <laughs> okay. Like, it's a really cruel word for like, people who are differently abled. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and uh, French, and he's like, the I French for slow down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, he's like, I don't care if he becomes like a heroin addict. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't care if he becomes gay or like bi. I don't care if he changes his name to Rita as long as he's not fat. And Rita. I was just, and I was just like, I, I and I just said, I, I'd say, let's hope that Giles Corrin's son turns out to be the you know queerest, fattest bear there is. But Giles Corrin doesn't deserve to have that kind of joy in his life. And he replied to me saying, oh, no, queer would be wonderful, as I said in the article, just not fat. And I was did like, well, actually, that, you use that community as a cheap punchline, Giles. Let's not be disingenuous. Yeah. Did, he and, a, did he put a link to his article in? Because that man is shamelessly self-promoting. Well, I mean, the fact that he's searching his name on Twitter and replying to everybody, it's like, oh, my God, even Katie Hopkins isn't that thirsty. <laughs> um, so, but then, so then I just, I muted the conversation and I went to watch Thor Ragnarok. Um, but that was, so that was yesterday. Um, I've had an interesting week. Yeah, I met Caitlyn Jenner on Tuesday. Yeah, I saw your picture. Was it half eight in the morning? It was like really early. Yeah, I'd, um, it was at a client's Half eight event. in the morning is not really early, Phil. That's really you. Well, too well, early to be meeting Caitlyn Jenner. Let me, let me, like, elaborate. I was up at five o'clock that morning. Um, oh, God. I, in the morning. Like a human. On the, but, like, that in is the, not like a human. In the AM, and not because I was just coming home from the club. Like, I was getting up at five in the morning to get the six o'clock train to London to go to my client's event where Caitlyn Jenner was the guest speaker. Um, and yeah, so I, 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 I had to write that up and, and, and she's very tall. Very, you, very tall. Did you speak to her about the American bar controversy? I um I spoke to her very briefly. Uh, I got a handshake and my, my mother had always, has always said if you can't think of anything nice to say about somebody don't, just don't say anything at all so I, I told her I really liked her jacket and to be fair it was a sick ensemble shirt these amazing heels it was a sort of like lovely kind of plum coloured like velvet long jacket with matching trousers um, but then I was like it was on the tip of my tongue to ask her you know, about her voting record and then she was sort of ushered away to uh, into the green room. Well, did you hear about that bar in America that's been in trouble because they've shown that it's like their toilet doors are a picture of Caitlin pre and post? Oh! <laughs> that <Wow>. is... <laughs> so you got Bruce or Caitlin <laughs> Wow. So, well, I mean, it's creative. You know what? It's, at least it's not one of those ones where you walk into it and it's like XX on one door and XY on the other, or like one's like a unicorn and the other one's like uh, a fox or the something. The most great one I've seen is a piece of rope dangling on one and a hoop of rope on the other one. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm not even getting into that. Um, so I met Caitlyn Jenner in the morning and then I went to see her play with Kat Slater in it in the evening. Shang Richie begging it around. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a singer, guys. Children need. Uh, no, it was Death Trap by Ira Levin, um, the guy who wrote Rosemary's Baby and The Stepford Wives. And it was very, very clever. And um, I had lots of press wine and I had a lovely evening. Was that at the Hippodrome? Uh, it was at the New Alex. No, the New Alex. Isn't it? I, think I so. always get confused with the cinemas in Birmingham. Because you get the Alex, the New Alex, the, rep, the old. Cinemas? Theatres. <laughs> It's the same medium. You it's sit a down play, but with real people. It's a three-dimensional film. Actually, speaking of uh, Harry Potter, uh, it was Mile and a Half's birthday at the weekend. We went to London to see The Cursed Child, the theatre thing. Uh, As I said before, I'm not much of a fan of the franchise, but that was well good, actually. They did loads of stage magic in it. They were shooting fire all over the place. Mm, cool. don't know how they projected an owl into the air. Cool. present. So that part one and two, or just part one? Both, both. Imagine you just got to get to part two, and I can't bother with part one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. I think that what we've learnt from Phil's week is a lot of name dropping. Yes. 
I'm saying leave it very flat. flat. So I'm saying, yeah, like, saying that, isn't that just a standard way with Phil Ellis? Oh, yeah. I can imagine the car and family dinners must be the most awkward thing in the world because you've got David Mitchell on one side of the table, Victoria, and then Giles. I mean, I really do like Victoria. Um, yeah. David Mitchell wrote an incredibly disingenuous column for The Guardian a few months ago, so I've sort of, he's on my list. Oh. <laughs> it's a list with a capital L. Um, and, and Giles has been cancelled for quite a while. What did David Mitchell do? It was um, after the Advertising Standards Authority said it was going to penalise brands which put gender stereotypes in their ads. Yeah. And he was saying, basically he said something like, he prefaced it by saying, well, you know, as like a straight white man, I have lots of privilege and I shouldn't really have an opinion on this. And then proceeded to spend 500 words having an opinion about it. Oh, right. Um, And it was something just like, oh, well, this isn't how you get equality. And it's just, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, it was, it was a hot mess of half-formed um, thought he was angry at the computer, basically. I'm always angry, just all the time. I'm like Hulk. I'm like a thin Hulk. A thin, <laughs> well-dressed Hulk. But isn't that like an oxymoron? A thin Hulk. Uh, yeah, a thin, well-dressed ginger. Like on in social media, Hulk. Instead of smashing, I I I, I smash I, I smash the patriarchy <laughs> and I tweet things. We all know you're Loki, Phil. I, I have to say, I, I've always found like I don't. I've never understood why people fancy Tom Hiddleston because I think he's sort of like basically just like a diluted Cumberbatch. Um, but when I was watching, when I was watching the new Thor film last night, because One he part Cumberbatch to two part water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, the fact that he thought that, like, you know, pretending to go out with Taylor Swift would be a good... Th- well, well, whatever. But, um, <laughs> but as, no, I, I really did enjoy, um, because Thor, obviously, Ragnarok is, like, the only fun Thor film, because the other two thought they were doing, like, Shakespeare or something. Um, I'm still Thor The Dark World is the worst one. Oh, my God, it's, it's just the worst film. Um, but, yeah, so Loki actually being kind of quite smarmy and, and funny... Um, you're like, oh, this is a god of mischief. It's not just like a weird sneering guy that we're meant to be afraid of. As Key said a couple of weeks ago, that bit where the Hulk turns up and you just see Loki going, right, time for me to Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, so he's, yeah. he's actually... Um, I can sort of see why people do find him incredibly charming and funny because he's, he has a lot more to do in that film. Yeah, So I, I don't mind the Loki comparison. Cam, what have you been up to this week? Nothing much, just... Is there a Christian update? Yeah, actually, there is a Christian update. <laughs> to film Nate in, Callum, basically, Callum is living with lots of Christians. I, I don't actually, I don't actually live with a lot of Christians. I live with like two Christians, but they always have That's their Christian friends over. Um, so Christian update: after um, last week and some of the things that were said on last week's podcast. I walk into the kitchen to see uh, two, like, a whole array of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call them. Like a congreg- like, congregation. A congregation of Christians. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I, I walk in, okay. I was going to cook or something, and I just walk in, and I just hear from behind me, I hear someone go, um, that's so demonic. What? And I was like, are they talking about me? And I'm like, or could you turn around? And like, oh no, they were just talking about Why something else. And I was like, that you shouldn't be wearing it. 
I just thought it was the the first thing that came to mind was like, have they been listening to the podcast and the stupid things the guy's been saying? Is that like Christian slang though? Is that like saying, oh yeah, that's sick. Oh yeah, that's wicked. Oh, it's, it's, oh my it's god. It's a little bit naughty, but we like that's it. That's demonic, <laughs> man. Oh my god. Oh my. Like, oh, should we have a second uh, half of Shandy? Oh my god, Crystal, you're so demonic. That is pillars of salt, mate. <laughs> Can you imagine what our Christian WhatsApp group must be like? Oh my god. Why do I feel by the end of the year? What do you reckon it's, oh, I'm I'm reckon it's called? Convert. Like, the Apostles? <laughs> I'm just going to come in one day and convert you all. Yeah, you're going to walk in next time with a Bible. Good luck trying to anesthetizing it all over. I'll walk in with a cross and just. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I like Christians. <laughs> I've tasted I, 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 I a couple of men called Christians. Out of all the religions, <laughs> Christians are my favourite. <laughs> Like, do you go out clubbing with the Christians? No! Well, like clubbing what? sinners. Why, <laughs> Why on earth would you go out clubbing? Get the There's a documentary, isn't it? Clubbing with Christians. Um, that's, if, if BBC Three was still, like, you know, commissioning that, that's what it'd be. Clubbing with Christians. But they're yeah. all just drinking wine and saying it was water before I got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it between monkey tennis and youth hostelling with Chris Eubank? <laughs> youth hostelling with Chris Eubank is an act. It became thing a thing. Now. It became a thing. It's on the Youth Hostling Association's YouTube channel. Wait, what is this? Back. What is this? Youth hostelling with Chris Eubank. So you need to re- no, no, remember that Callan is a fetus. There was this once this man <laughs> called Alan Partridge, and I know uh, who that is. Yes. Yes. So one of the one of the many people. many sort of silly uh, concepts that he pitched into his own tape recorder was youth hostelling with Chris Eubank. And then about 20 years later, it became a real TV show. Didn't, wasn't oh, wow. that when he was trying to get another show on BBC? Yeah. Smell yeah. My Cheese. Smell My Cheese episode, yeah. Smell My Cheese. But like, you guys were obviously <laughs> in for the podcast where we were looking at Christmas specials and we discovered there's a Christmas special coming this year called uh, Scousers in a Manger. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It is like they've just found Adam Archer's tape recorder and gone, well, that'll do. Well, that, yeah, there was, um, my friend was showing me an ad for a TV show on Channel 5, and it was, I can't remember what it was called. It was something like, um, Bad Habit Girls or something. And basically, they were like, oh, they, no, they took these Ledette girls who were like, you know, real tearaways and put them in a convent. What? And I, rem- I remember when there was a Ladette finishing school. Yeah. And I watched that, and that was, was that ace. Was, was that, that on yeah. ITV2? That was so yeah. good. I would say M- MTV did something similar very like a few years back as well. Charm School. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. You know what? Christmas special Channel 5 would come out the gate with? Line date Christmas special. Oh my god. Oh. That's the best they can come up with for the entire how, how do you make blind date Christmassy? Is it not a carpet? I'm just going to make them wear like... Maybe they go make them wear Santa hats. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like go and sit on this strange man's lap and tell him what you want? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're not talking about that this week, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> this is not reverse John Barrowman again. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, what have you been up to? Uh, not an exciting week as, say, meeting um, a Kardashian relation. Ugh. Phil, well, I mean, you should have just said you relate to the Kardashians. I've got no You should have asked about her time on Star Trek Next Generation. I hate the Kardashians. Did somebody not once describe you as the Kim Kardashian of Birmingham? Or did I hallucinate that? Oh, I referred to myself as that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 someone else did, and then I just tweeted about it a lot. I was just going <laughs> to say anything about how bad the Kardashians So, are. well... On the top of my list was the person that she voted for in the you know, election last year. That would have been my main issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have been like, what's Kanye like, really? Um, <laughs> Having got any singles but I was, I, I had received multiple emails by my client before meeting her, just being like, 
don't say anything. Be on your best behaviour. I know what you're like. Shut the hell up. <laughs> and, then, and then when I posted a photo on Facebook saying, um, oh, you know, sadly we didn't get a chance to talk about politics because she got rushed off. Um, she said, I've just seen your Facebook post. That's fine. You know, it's your private page, but just don't be drawn into any conversation about her because you are representing us. And it was just, it was, <laughs> there, it, there, it was basically like, Philip, we know that you're a giant, giant loud mouth and that you have opinions and you're basically, like, you know, a raving radical queer socialist. And can you just like, Put a lid on it for you know oh, just for today. To be fair, you must be like that mean picture with just veins poking out your head, sitting with your So sorry for the really quiet word. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, it's nice to know your clients listen to the show. <laughs> so yeah, me this week. Um, yes. So there's a reason Callum is behind the desk this week because I've had an unfortunate incident where I shoved a cotton bud into my ear and it came out the other side. Yeah, <laughs> my ear. So. Uh, oh, did you beat yourself? How does it, does it repair itself? Eventually, yes. Oh, good. So I, um, I went to the doctor's, I got an emergency appointment, and I was seen by quite literally the most eccentric, strange doctor I've ever seen. She's a little bit like a Doctor Who type. Uh, I Did you in. describe her as you, but female? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So I walked in, That's like, terrifying. she was really abrasive, angry, brutal, like, she was like, well, where does it hurt? Does it hurt here? And I felt like if I didn't get the answers right, she'd be like, That's it, get out. Like, I felt like I was in an examination. <laughs> I was like, Are you sure you weren't just, like, talking to yourself in a mirror? <laughs> she, was, she was so rude to me and, like, so blunt and just didn't give a damn about it all. And I was like, She was like, Do you use cotton buds? And I was like, Yeah, she was like, It's probably how you've done it, isn't it? And it was, like, really aggressive to me. <laughs> And then she hands me a prescription. She's like, okay, bye. And that's right. it. And I walked out. I was gleaming. I was so happy. It was the best experience right. of the doctors that I've ever had. I think I fell in love with it. I wanted to know why. <laughs> Cotton buds, if they're not designed to go in the ear, what other purpose do they have? You put them in your ear. You just don't do them like Guy uses you them, obviously. You don't tap them in. <laughs> no. With no they're, they're for known gladiators. They <laughs> <laughs> stand on toadstools and duel with them. I mean, I, I just have a really big surplus supply of that. Yeah, I wouldn't watch that, actually, big time. I mean, I always, use, I always use cotton wool buds, so I don't know how you're so, like... Incapable of using them to the point that you've like almost deafened yourself. I was, I was probably in a rush, but like I say, if I hadn't done this myself, I wouldn't have not found my future wife. So, not honestly, I'm. How about Laura? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> she's not angry enough. Yeah, she's not angry enough. But honestly, oh, like, she's working in a school. She will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you like, you know how like most people walk in, they'd be like, "That doctor was so rude to me. I'm never having her again." Probably put me in a play. I literally, I was so happy. I was kind of like, I've never experienced anything like that, and I'm so glad you treated me like some rubbish because it made me feel great. I think that we just, oh, we just discovered it. guys kink. <laughs> <laughs> angry doctors. Yeah, it was great. Do you know cats absolutely love earwax? What? What? Cats, they love earwax. They love you, like they're like Popeye and spinach. Um, Want to become super strong if you think <laughs> that's the wrong one. Um, who's a, a cartoon character who goes like crazy when he smells something? The mouse of Rescue Rangers. From when, if, if you're old, if you remember. Why are you cheese. looking at me? Yeah, because. Because <laughs> you get references. <laughs> to, make, to make it a bit easier for Callum, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Scooby Doo and Scooby it, Snacks. Also, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah I was going to say crack. sandwiches. Uh, sandwiches. Scooby Snacks. Scooby Snack represented. Yes. Yeah. Earwax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Broken that earwax. There's some. Uh, there's some. No, the, the edible that the cats absolutely love. <laughs> uh, don't ask me how I found this out. And I no, I really, I really want to ask. Um, <laughs> well, it was with an earbuds. 
I had had a clean of the old, you know... Ears? Yeah, <laughs> the old hearers. And, uh, yeah, my cat just got fascinated. You know, another metaphor, gravy adverts when children are drawn to a roast dinner by oh, the gravy smell. Yeah. yeah. And carried through the air. He was like that and just started feasting. Uh, oh. on, on the wax I was like you brute you vile <laughs> degenerate <laughs> I don't know it was quite endearing really and I, I looked this up and apparently it's universal to cats I so... know cats on cats is some of the funniest stuff you can ever see on yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I saw a video on Facebook this week where um, it's basically I, I, I can understand why it was targeted to me it's um, you can now ha- you, there's wine for your cat so, <laughs> so you can get drunk with your cat. It's just Ribena. It's basically like um, this sort of sweet. It's not actual wine. There's no alcohol in it. It's basically like it's Did you li- check it's, the box first? It's, li- it's, it's basically like liquid. You it for me in reserve, just in case. It's basically like liquid catnip, where they just go really like mellow, and they're like rolling around, and you. Like, so then, if you've had a glass of wine, you can like cuddle them. Because whenever I come in from the pub, I'm like, "Cat, come to me. I need. A, I, I, I want a fairy little cuddle." And the cat's like. Leave me alone, yeah. you absolute weirdo. Um, and so that now you can get like the cat drunk and you can just like cuddle and take selfies and stuff. You can also buy beer for dogs. That is a thing that exists. We, we tried to give Laura's dog that. He just literally looked at it and walked away. Like, <laughs> Did at? you drink that? No, it smelled weird. <laughs> you drink cider, you've got no opinion on anything. cider. Cider's grim, mate. Cider's for, t- cider's for teenagers who haven't grown up yet. Well, then you start drinking it then, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody else at stage where they're about 14, 15 US cider is the beverage of choice because it's cheap yeah. and, you and it really, tastes because really. it's sweet yeah. so it tastes nicer than having like a pint of beer and that's mm. what you went to drink in the park when you were a child yeah. before you did oh my god cider and black <sighs> yes oh oh, how I do not miss having red sick <laughs> cans of woodpecker White Lightning. I went to the Peak District um, over the weekend for a writer's retreat, because that's what I do now. And we went to this really lovely old pub, and on, the, on one of the, um, one of like the pump, what's it, what are they called? One of the, one of the things on... Keep the, doing that, I'm moving. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things on draft was... The, the booze hoses. <laughs> <laughs> now that is an idea. Um, old Rosie. Oh, oh my god, old Rosie's a killer. Oh, and I remember oh, going oh, oh, to. Do you remember, oh, I can't remember what the name of the pub was. I think it was like the Ship and something in Aberystwyth, and yeah, um, the, ship and the Ship and Castle. And you could get a pint of Old Rosie for like one pound fifty, yeah. and you'd have like two, and then you'd need to be carried home. It's because horrible. It, it is shit. actually like it's a just toxin. alcohol and sugar, and that's the worst thing. Could you get the hangover from the alcohol, and then you get a sugar hangover it combined? Did, yeah. It gives you such a bad hangover, like your head today after pounding. If you don't purge, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, kind of like yeah, after two. You might be like, right, I need to either go and just lie down or maybe go for a walk on the beach, get some fresh air, sea air, and, and then, you know, hurl. lie down on the and, beach. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> if you think Old Rosie's bad, there is a, I believe it's a Somerset local cider called Riches, and you get it in, like, big, like, gallon plastic containers, like some sort of petrol can looking <laughs> thing, but plastic, and it is, um, it's incredible stuff, because it's either, like, apple juice, or you drink half a pint and your legs don't work. It's incredible. They're in between. And it's totally unpredictable which way it will go. It's all or nothing. Yeah, yeah it's like weird cider roulette. It's fantastic. I mean, it, it sounds like you just got spiked once, George. No, no, it's, uh, it's, like, it's hysterical. It's the best stuff. It's the best yeah. one. Good, good it, people. Any chances to get more potent the further down the bottle you go? 
No, it would just be literally like one bottle would be fine and the other would kill you. And then well, the second bottle usually does. And then, well, yeah, when you're drinking two gallons of soda, oh, yeah. that's usually a soda stop. Yeah. Um, I did grow up in a side, in a side of county, but you know. Yeah. What are you going to do in parish? I went to... The, the re- toilet. No, the <laughs> refurbished Lausanne, which was very nice. What's, what's a Lausanne? Lausanne is a... Restaurant that is in the Joy Quarter. Oh, like it's lovely. Away from here. I've it's never really been. Nice duck. Yes. Well, they've just <laughs> revamped the menu, so they're going more like homey style cooking. Ooh. It's really, really, really good stuff, and it's nice, airy. There is no orange lighting. Amazing. Which I hate is orange lighting. Me and George are both food bloggers and Phil blogs occasionally about food, and orange lighting is the yeah. case of any food blogger. It's the devil. Makes all pictures really? look rubbish. All your pictures look horrendous. Right, yes. everywhere does this really cosy. All right, the stable is the worst for it because theirs yeah. isn't just orange; it's like red, like a brothel. <laughs> and you take all the photos, and they just like look like you've taken them through some kind, some it's sort like of strange hellscape. You're like, oh god, what is that? <laughs> Actually, no worse. That bar in the jewelry quarter where all the lighting's magenta. Oh, it's already pink. Yeah. Yes. Magenta lighting. Which, which yeah. Nobody wants to go drinking in um, magenta lighting. The one with the art gallery in the front. I can't think what it's called. Oh, um, Anna oh. Rockham. Yes. But it's Russia. all like yeah. magenta lighting in there. It's so you gorgeous walk inside, in and it's but it's, like, it's, it's very a bit like what Loft Lounge used to be when it was mm. incredibly like, when it had the new money like ghetto fabulous sort of like everything yeah. is has fleur de lis and like vi- ultraviolet like Amsterdam. Yeah. Sex district lighting. <laughs> right, this is another thing that gets me with bars. Why are all bars now trying to look like they've just been half finished and built? Oh, with because the, they look the exposed light bulb and exposed fake light. exposed brick yeah, and like alien roof. three ceilings. Yeah, yeah. Like, and rough wood everywhere. And it's like if you're in an, if you're not in an authentically old building where those things are already there, great. But it's when you're putting in like it's it's very much like changing rooms where they used to paint on wooden yeah. beams onto the walls where they weren't there. Yeah. They just used to make them out of like MDF. It's, it's like, like that. It's like if, if there's no authentic, like robust features there, yeah. don't try and like fake it. If I want to sit on an uncomfortable bench, I'd go and sit in the park and drink. Oh my god, That's, this is my thing about like <laughs> yeah. any bar and coffee. A lot of coffee shops as well. They're like, um, oh, I, I'm not gonna. There's one in the town centre where it drives me mad because it's just like here is the like most uncomfortable stool and then like a really low table and you feel like you're in a chemistry lab at school. It's just like, what on oh. earth is power? Oh, I know the ones. I hate yeah. those high stools. I've got, you know, a sizable ass and tiny legs. <laughs> I just feel like a child stuck yeah. on top of one of these things. Sounds like uh, you need to get Nick Knowles in to finish the job. <laughs> Weird news. Right, I've chosen two news stories from around the world, which are of an interesting discussion point. So the first one, The Scottish Sun. Can't wait to meet her. Dunblane Butcher, John Hill, has created a meaty tribute to Andy Murray's newborn baby girl. Oh, this, this is, is the thing that looks like the larval form of Mr. Blobby, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah with, that, with eyes that look seem to stare directly into your sword. In a Nazi salute. The tennis aces old butcher marked the arrival of Murray's new daughter with a sausage version of the pot. <laughs> By Lisa Boyle. Andy Murray's new baby girl was served up a right treat by his old local butcher yesterday. John Hill added a slice of fun to his latest display after the news of the latest Murray arrival broke. Are we ready for the picture? No. Yeah, I've, I, I've seen, seen it, it and I've... Yes. I've... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like a razor head, isn't it? You know what it looks like? It's the baby from the dinosaurs. It is. Yes. <laughs> Not the mother. <Yeah. laughs> 
Sorry, I I had not had that show in my head for 20 years, and I just crashed <laughs> all at once. By the way, most depressing final episode ever of any TV show. Oh, no. They oh didn't go God. extinct, did they? Yeah. yeah. Yep. They had, they had the full-on full asteroid. Full-on extinction event, yeah. Ooh. Extinction. Don't. I mean, way to kill the series, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so no chance of a sequel, then. Yes. I mean, you got to tell children what happened. Anyway, going back to our new story. He, created, he recreated a model of the tot made from lawn sausages with links for arms, even complete with wacky eyes. They're not wacky eyes. They're the they're, devil's eyes. <laughs> they're like bl- black pudding into the soul eyes here. Hang on, this is the guy that done Blame thing back in the 90s, what they did that charity song for. Yes. Right, hang on. What a cleaver way to celebrate her birth. Oh my oh! god! Oh! I've got to ask. What model was this butcher using? <laughs> Has he ever seen a baby? Yeah, ever. Um, like, surely he was a baby once. Yes. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Children are, are a blessing, not, you know. Yeah. If you say so. If that's what Andy Murray's child looks like, I, I, I feel very sorry for him. If, if, if that's what his kid looks like, it's going to end up locked in the attic eating fish heads like in a Victorian <laughs> horror novel. There's yeah. disturbing jokes you can make here about, like, the way he views children and yes. the fact he's made them with meat. It's, um... <laughs> Yeah, all sorts of allegations. That kind of opens up a whole can of worms. Did he then take the, that home and like? Did his wife cook it? Sorry, that's very heteronormative <laughs> of me. Did his? Did he and his partner it, cook it together? Maybe he's seen mother, and this is like. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you. I had, I I have been trying to repress that film for the last month. Is he in prison? There's a joke in here about meat the parents. Hang on, is he is he not is is he in prison? No, he's a he's he's the local butcher from Dunblane. Oh, he didn't do the Dunblane. No, he didn't. He didn't oh, shoot up a school, you moron! Oh, I thought he was the Dunblane. Shooter. He shot up a school, and now he's making meat babies. <laughs> I was, I was the story. I he was the Dunblane person. Oh. Well, I just said, there is more the than one person. person. <laughs> he said, I think he said he's the Dunblane butcher, which he was. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not that's, that's not that's not what they called him. We're not Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love you thought that was a shot from prison as well. <laughs> Do, have you for your whole life thought butcher shops are just prisons for sausages? <laughs> What, how do you have access to lawn sausage inside of a prison? Well, they have to, they have to eat. Yeah. What kind of prison do they just feed them raw sausage? <laughs> is, is, it, is it bad then? So instantly, if you hear the word Dunblane, you just think of an atrocity? No, I think it's like from the period where we grew up, Like yeah. I have that association in my head as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Lockerbie. Yeah. yeah. The well, other Scottish disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I just, all I remember is like, with Dark Dunblane, though, it's the cover of the CD single with the little clown also they drew on the front of it. That's like an associated image with a charity, an atrocity. I'm really sad I thinking think we about need to move on, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just taking a bleak As we were saying, we've gone a bit macabre here. Oh, Mr. Macabre. And that image was <laughs> grew off Mr. Blobby's flank. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how Mr. Blobby reproduces? Yeah, like yeast. Is it a baby or is it a tumour? That's what it is. Have you seen... Maybe that's why he has Noel around him because he like, takes Noel's DNA to reproduce. No, it's, <laughs> it's the um, uh, Hellboy 2, the, gold, uh, the Golden Army. Oh. Um, that, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I was thinking more like Cloato from uh, Total Recall. It just opens the shirt up and there's like little baby Blobby stuck to the front. Or maybe Noel grows them and Blobby he just let live. And that's the real secret. <laughs> oh, that's the truth about Noel's creepy. When he talks about externalising his, his intent, maybe what he means what is. <laughs> maybe that's what Noel's house party was. He was inviting celebrities around in the 1980s for them to be feasted on by his Blobby children. <laughs> Oh, and he nurtures them in gunge. Oh, it's a life cycle. It's like alien. So Andy Murray's for the line. Yes. I wonder who's always in a bad mood. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! Oh, wasn't, guy. wasn't he a survivor of that? Yes. Oh. And his brother. Jesus Christ. Was he? Yeah, it was 20 yeah. years ago. Can we move on? Yeah, he's moving Please. swiftly Please. on. Well, I think I need to cheer us up with the next news story, which is from ABC News. <laughs> oh dear. Uh-oh. Griffin dogs or Huffle Fluff? <laughs> Animal shelter. I saw this, this is the cutest thing ever. Animal shelter sorts dogs into Hogwarts themed houses. It's not really news, is it? It's just something with no, someone with too much time on their hands. But hasn't it like massively increased the um yes. like yeah, load loads more of the dogs are being adopted. So it's yeah. about that. How, how, so more dogs how do you work out what personality the dog has in relation to oh, yeah. dogs are? Yes. But dogs but that's gonna be the deciding factor. Like, oh it's a raven claw like me, or it's it's borderline like Slytherin Hufflepuff. All so cats like are Slytherin. Yeah. yeah, they haven't bothered Straight to sort the cats but, yet. Yeah. Yeah. I do, that's I do why. like the house names. Griffin Dogs, Raven Paw, Hufflefluff, or Slobberin. So it's an animal shelter in Florida has sprinkled some Harry Potter inspired magic into its dog adoption process. Who runs the shelter? Albus Dumbledore. (laughs) 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 It's probably just Hagrid. (laughs) Dogs at the Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando are being sorted into four categories inspired by the Hogwarts books made famous by J.K. Rowling. No, written by yeah. Rowling, not made famous. <laughs> she wasn't like their publicist. Yeah, she's a hell of a promoter. <laughs> Much as the sorting hat did in Hogwarts, Pet Alliance staffers divided optimal dogs into the four houses based on their personalities. Employees observed the dogs interacting with toys and other dogs before assigning them to a house, the shelter is said. And they do have full-on Hogwarts ID cards for the website. Oh, wow. I've, I've, I've got to ask, how, how many Labradors ended up in Hufflepuff? Because... All Labradors are yeah, yeah. yeah I just, I just, I just. Here's my thing. How yeah. much of a moron must you be that this is the thing that convinces you to adopt a dog? Is this? Is, yeah. are, are you one of yeah. those like Tumblr people who like Harry Tumblr. Potter is the only book series you've <laughs> ever read? Like there are other books and their entire identity. Yeah, oh my god, they've games. they've got that Deathly Hallows tattoo. They've got that quote from Snape always with like a Patronus on their arm. It's just like, get a life. Get laid. They don't need a life, they've got a franchise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a dog that's a Slytherin. <laughs> it's just, oh my god. Somewhere in London there's a step with always scrolls on it in white paint. I just imagine Snape lying there absolutely battered. <laughs> writing that with a Isn't that a brand of sanitary towel as well? <laughs> yeah, it is actually. <laughs> Someone was just really drunk and making a shopping list on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) When potential adopters arrive at their shelter, they read about the dog's characteristics rather than their breed. We want people to look at the dog for their behaviour and personality and not what they look like. 
Oh my god, it's like a Myers-Briggs type for dogs. <laughs> but yes. what I really want you... people to take a look for the dogs at dogs for the dogs' sake. He came up with the idea for Harry Potter themed houses as a fun way to address what is a serious problem: breed discrimination. And because what if you dumb. want like a sensible dog though, and you get lumped with like a Chihuahua or a pug? Or are something? you telling me that they are? Are you telling me that there's something wrong with the Chihuahua? Yes. <laughs> Quite simply, yeah. <laughs> The pet alerts of Greater Orlando, a non-profit shelter, gets around 1,800 pets per year that are surrendered because the owners are moving and their new landlord do not accept certain breeds. Bardi added that most of these pets are dogs. The shelter hopes they're not attracting breeds to dogs during the adoption process. People will pay more attention to the type of dog that will be the best fit for them and not for what they look like. Oh my god. I can sort of see that. Yeah, it's can, like how mm, yeah. um, like black cats always spend way longer in shelters because people are idiots and believe in superstitions and think that they're unlucky. Yeah. Although I'm like, the black cat is going to increase my powers, so I will take well, the black exactly. cat. Yeah. 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 To the be all which is familiar, obviously. has created an online quiz you can fill in for dog owners everywhere to match one of their dogs <laughs> with the four houses. But the thing is, like, surely everyone just wants like a dog that is well-behaved and loves them. Like, isn't that, like, so, I mean, what what house is that? Dogs can't have such diverse personality types. They're dogs. Like, they're cute, but they're thick. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I can totally see that sort of, like, yappy little Jack Russell that always bites people's ankles being a slip. Oh, yeah, no, they're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You know, usually pees on the carpet when you're not looking. And And the owners are like, oh, oh, they're such a free spirit. It's like, oh, never reproduce if this is what you're doing with a dog. Like... <laughs> barging in where they're not wanted yeah. where it's none of their business like getting in the way of the grown-ups yes yes it's, yes, it's a sniffing each other's bums yeah <laughs> All right, are we ready for our final news story go on this is from T- Fox 2 now St. Louis oh, in America interview with gun drug suspect ends after flatulence <laughs> did Guy find this story associated Chris Kansas City Missouri uh Court records say a Kansas City man who was charged with federal drug and gun offences and had one police interrogation ended because of his flatulence. (laughs) The Kansas City Star reports that 24-year-old Sean Sykes Jr. made an initial appearance Monday on charges that included felony possession of firearms and the charges stemmed from Kansas City City Police Police traffic stops this month and in September. The detective who interviewed Sykes after the first stop wrote in a report that Sykes leaned to one side of his chair and released a loud obnoxious fart <laughs> before answering a question about where he lived. The report then says the detective ended the interview after Sykes continued to be flatulent. Maybe he was nervous, you know, like, we've talked about this before on the show, about a nervous poo. You know, if you're going to get in trouble at work, or you've got a big event going on, and you're like, oh God, I've got the jitters. You have to go for a nervous poo. Maybe he was nervous. I would look at your diet if I were you guys. You've yeah. never had a nervous poo. So you've never been, like, in a situation where you're like, something's about to go wrong, or, you know, you're really excited about something, and you're like, oh, I'm really, I've got to go now. So, you know, no. internet yeah. advertising picks up words and news stories to, oh, to associate appropriate adverts. What advert do we think we picked picked for this flatulent story? Oh, I'm going to say, like, um, Tenor Men. Nope. Heinz. No, it's Taylor Swift's new album. (laughs) (laughs) Look what you made me do. (laughs) Wow. I I have um, a bit of McFadden watch. 
Yes. Oh, yes. oh, oh Phil, uh, George, and Dave don't know about Fallon Watch. Oh, yes. to introduce them. I, think, I, I can guess. I can guess. What it is? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think we need a bit of an update. What's going on with uh, Steve McFadden and his life? Oh, so, joy. So the God. Daily Mail, the source of all oh. great news stories. Big well, story then. Uh, posted this. Um, this is the story. This is the tagline. So try and guess what this is about. Getting his fill. I'm assuming he was eating something. Somewhere. Yeah. Good call. No, I was at the dentist. <laughs> EastEnders star Steve McFadden whizzes to the fish and shit shop on his motorbike while clad in helmet and behind his jacket. And there's so a picture of Steve McFadden. I love that they're trying to make, like, just motorbike safety wear, like, a fashion thing. Like, he was clad, you know, in, <laughs> a, pl- in a plunging high-vis jacket. High-vis by Versace. I mean, the van steps out in a safety helmet. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not a motorbike, that's a scooter. <laughs> I mean, at least he's putting across a good message by going out in his high-vis with a helmet on. He's got shorts on, he falls off and he cuts his Oh, oh. Yeah, that's, 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 that's not that safe. Is, that, is, that is very thorough, usual Daily Mail. Maybe we want to look out for another Ben Mitchell. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so it starts with, he has starred on the BBC soap EastEnders for nearly three decades as Albert Square's resident villain, Phil Mitchell. And relishing the evening off from his acting duties on set, Steve McFadden was seen taking his beloved motorbike, scooter, moped, for That's a spin fun. as he headed to his local vision chip shop to pick up dinner. The act of 58 was hard to miss as he whizzed around about do- running errands clad in a helmet and a high-vis jacket. <laughs> okay, there's that word again, clad. <laughs> there's something really troubling in there. Phil's the villain of EastEnders? <laughs> yeah! I thought he was the hero. We all know Doc Cot is the mastermind behind all violence <laughs> in the square. She's like Snoke. <laughs> There's uh, a bit more here. His neon yellow attire ensured all eyes were on Steve as he parked up in front of the eatery eager to pick up his evening tray. <laughs> so in other words, they made a new story about some new photographer photographing Steve McFadden going out for dinner. Oh, but this is this is what the Daily Mail does. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll put, serve up like four photos of a celebrity outside doing something that literally millions of other people yes. do. And then they have to like vomit out 500 words and, and with a thesaurus to try and make it sound interesting. It gets, yeah. it gets better. He teamed his safety jacket. Who calls a chippy an eatery? <laughs> He teamed his safety jacket with a pair of black sport, uh, sport shorts, leaving his legs bare while adding black socks and matching trainers to his feet. Well, it can't be the Daily Mail without talking about any spare bit of flesh going on this But it's like. To be fair, at least they have written about him the same way they write about like, sort of young Hollywood starlets. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They, have, they haven't said that he's showing off his. Yeah. They haven't said he's showing off his gums. Or yeah, beyond true. his years. Yeah. It does sound very similar to the usual convention footage that we. Yeah, it's clad in whatever and yeah. you know, bare legs and very strange. Okay, so bear in mind, they said that all eyes were on Steve. This next bit contradicts that, as they said, the star was barely visible underneath the large helmet he was sporting atop <laughs> his head with the visor <laughs> Where else would you wear a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God's sake, it gets better. Once he retrieved his dinner, Steve hung the bag of food on his bike between his legs and got to grips with the handlebars in order to in, in, in a bit to speed off. <laughs> Imagine, imagine being tasked to write this article. Yeah, I was going to say, some poor, you know what? poor person has probably been to university to study journalism and is now 
stock of that guard. Mm. And that is, what you, your life. that is what you get when you work for the Daily Mail. I do not feel an ounce of sympathy for, for this absolute cur. It talks about, talks about Barbara Windsor for a while. What? What's Barbara Windsor got to do with it? Was she, was she in the tube shop as well? The end of the story talks about what film Barbara Windsor starred in at the age of 17. What? <laughs> Relevant. Very <laughs> I feel reality just broke and we're somewhere else now. You what? know in school when you had to write a it's 4, still <laughs> They're just getting it up to word count, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So you know when you had to write a, 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 a essay of a certain length like, and it got to like the third paragraph and it's like, I'm done, I'm going to yeah. write whatever oh crap God. comes to mind. There's 39 comments on this story. Oh I, I have a question. I think the real question that we're in all of this is how do you always know when there is McFadden news out there? Do you have oh. a Google alert set up for Steve McFadden? Is this what this is? No, wait, Gaz the one taking the photos. Ah, uh, <laughs> that may make sense. My uh, good comment here is man goes out to buy fish and chips and then takes them out home. Wow, I might never stop thinking about it. That sums it up, really. Brilliant. Alright, are we having an update then? Yeah, yep. so... Speaking about EastEnders... So, last week we launched... Uh, we launched a new feature on the podcast because Ryan dropped a bombshell on me that um, another member of the EastEnders cast follows his Bromley Gourmand Twitter. And this is Ian Beale, Adam Woodyat, follows yes. his blogger account. So, over a few drinks, we came up with the, the idea... That as you're a food blogger, Ryan, and let, Adam Whitier is now a food, food blogger, blogger as well. let's try and get them two together at an event to go for a meal. Hence the title, Meal with Beal. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Right, so last week we sent him a message just to say, How are you? What are you doing? Make contact with Beal. He's, he's launched his new gin called Neat's Gin. Shall we read out the message uh, for those that went here last yes. week? Yeah. So, just a polite message. Hi Adam, hope all has gone well with the launch of your new beverage, Neat Gin. As you're probably aware, I'm a local food and drink blogger, I'm wondering if... As you're probably aware, I'm kind <laughs> of a big deal. <laughs> Excuse me, shortlisted for two awards this year so far. Anyway. One, none. That's it, guys, fired. <laughs> Got Callum, now you're done. <laughs> The was planning of doing post. any events to launch the gin in the local area. Or planning on issuing review samples. Hope all is well as hope and hope to hear from you soon. Kind regards, Brian. I think that was a very flight reach out. No response. Andy's been tweeting. <laughs> I've noticed his Twitter's had activity. Oh, it's like when you text someone and they don't text back, but you see they've posted to Facebook. So it's like, oh, so yeah. your phone works? Yes. No, no, and the ticket mm-hmm. is confirmed, delivered. So no it's, does it does it say does it say sent or seen? Seen. <gasps> oh. oh well, I think you just got yeah. binned off. It's, it's, it's like that, you know when you, you send a message on Facebook, <laughs> Mister. You, you see him, you know, the little icon turn and uh, from uh, the yeah, to the yeah. display page and nothing. Yeah. And you see him on but, so the question is now, what? what yeah, what do we do? Where do we go from here? I I have an idea. Oh, God. We have a verified Twitter user in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the idea... From one verification to another. I yeah. think that... There, you know there is, in, in my notifications, there is a column where I can interact only with other verified people. <laughs> I think Philip Ellis should make the initial follow of Ian Beale to see if Ian will... Let's yeah. see if he follows Phil back. Yes. If um, we can get Ian to follow at least two people... We could start trying to get him to follow more of us. He might start taking notes. So I think Phil is the one to follow him next. 
Shouldn't we all just follow Fair. them? I think take it slow. Take it I slow. Think one, one a week, otherwise it's going to be too I haven't got a blue tick, but I'm a sort of minor folk hero on Twitter. So I'll have to <laughs> This is true. I hadn't realised how many people I know on Twitter follow Nate. Really? Yeah. Yes. I keep seeing people reply to me like, well, why the hell did you do that? Oh, I thought he was ours. Okay, also... <laughs> I'm everyone. We've sure. adopted you now, Nate. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it down for you two, then, to follow Adam Woodchat on Twitter and see if he follows you both back. Yeah, I'm up for it. No. It's too off-brand for me. I'll say, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm kind of with Phil. I've got absolutely no He's doing his own gin, Phil. Yet. It's I once, alcohol. Once cajoled a scampi <laughs> company into sending me 12 bags of scampi, I have to do <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to do it. I think you I mean, I'd, follow Ian Beale. I'd follow him if I get some free gin out of this. Mate, you ain't getting nothing. You ain't verified. You're <laughs> underage. We can't give you <laughs> What about a movie where he has to box a robot boxer called Beale Steel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave now. He might take his time to respond. Don't get despondent yet, you know. I'm sure he's, he's a very busy He might man. be looking into it, Look, talking we'll with reach people. Out if he does listen to the podcast, which I severely doubt he does. Have them get in touch and say hello. We can't really get into this the podcast considering we just refer to him as Ian Beale all the time. <laughs> no, you refer to him as Ian Beale. It's like, forget what his real name is because you just look at him and you think Wondia. Ian Beale. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sorry, that is now, you, your name has changed, not even by default. Your name has automatically changed in life to Ian Beale because everybody knows you as that man. Yeah. Say, if, he, if, he, if he does listen to the podcast, I don't think he does anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he just switched on. <laughs> I'm disappointed he hasn't responded. Have you followed Steve McFadden yet? He's, I don't think he's on Twitter, yeah, is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, he was tweeting out during Panto last year. Just popped down on me motor to get some fish and chips. <laughs> 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 he's probably still like, arguing with the Go Compare man. <laughs> you have to follow Steve McFadden. He can be our next way to Ian Beale. Uh, I, 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 I don't think Steve McFadden really probably knows how to use Twitter. I think someone does it for him. That's a bit harsh. Oh. Do you know what I mean? He, he looks like he can't be bothered with it. <laughs> you know. Well. He couldn't even be bothered to make a meal. He just went to go and get chips. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think Twitter's going to be a lot of effort for Steve. Oh, Steve. Is he back in Panto in Birmingham this year? No. Is he not? Somewhere else. I'm disappointed George never got seats to beat to him last year when she met the Crankies in Barrowman. No, he wasn't there. I can't remember why he wasn't there. Was probably he, was probably <laughs> he was stepping he was out, out in yeah. revealing short shorts and a helmet. I mean, clearly. I mean, frankly, I think Barrowman and the Crankies was, was enough for anyone human to cope with speaking to at once. Like, That's a lot I think to deal with. It, was, mean, yeah. it, was, it was a surreal experience. It and Dave Massey at the same time. Yeah, yes. the, the yeah. completely on-air interview because it was just fast. Yes, Massey and I have about 15 minutes of interview that we can never, never air because it was just... Yeah, yeah. I, the, the obscenity was yeah, unreal. Yeah, I, I think if it's too blue for even uh, another geeky probably after dark. Yes. <laughs> we talked. We talked. It was, about, it was a lot about the Cranky's life in the eighties and nineties. It was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Baron also had a lot of very cruel things to say uh, about um, about the Hoff, which was also quite hilarious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's let's hear all about this. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, moving on. All right. So. In the press recently, we have heard that Disney are pulling all their Marvel and Disney content from Netflix and starting their own streaming service. So, this is a 
big thing, I think, because we've had, what, four rather large Marvel shows across the Netflix band, so we've had... We're about to have five. Yeah, yeah. about to have five. So Defenders, uh, Daredevil, <laughs> Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all these properties are going to be taken away from Netflix to move across to Disney. So has that been officially confirmed then, the fact that these will be leaving? Yeah, I think Defenders is basically said that as soon as Defenders finish, that's it, it's the last, se- last series in there. Oh, but it, w- but it will still be available on Netflix, it's not moving over as such, it's just I, end I'm, up. I'm not sure, because I haven't really cleared that up, they yeah, said Disney's just... like, taking their toys and mm. moving away. Like, aren't like season two of Jessica Jones, that sort of thing, already in production? In yeah, production, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, given the fact that, you know, like me and Phil were just saying off air, they're not just like, like, like involved or, in yeah, the production. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's not yeah. just distribution. Yeah. 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 These wheels turn slowly, don't they? Yeah. It'll be years yeah. before we see the end. Yeah. <coughs> I'm assuming Disney has probably gone to Netflix with a huge fat wedge of cash and yeah, like, make your own stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, mm. if, isn't it the rumour that this Disney streaming thing's not going to be available till 2019 anyway, yeah. something like that? So there's a bit of time to you know work out the kinks. That's still yeah. not that far away though oh, no, it's only just over a year away and we still got Jessica Jones season 2 Daredevil season 3 oh yeah, yeah. Punisher yeah, Punisher's just dropping yeah. yeah Luke Cage season 2 are they having a season 2 of that as well? yeah there's, yeah. there's yeah. the talks there's going to be a Moon Knight as well something like yes. that so there's plenty quite, of stuff quite far there, down yeah. the rabbit hole with great yeah so like I say I can imagine Marvel, I can see Netflix this being a bit universe. messy well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like, like we're saying, it's it's because it's not just a distribution channel. Mm, um, no, these Netflix shows, it's uh, obviously they're part of the wider MCU, but it is a sort of mini universe that they've created with overlapping characters, and yeah. and, it, and and for it to all be in one place on Netflix, it is like it's the Netflix yeah. slash mm. New York, you oh. know, sort of series of shows. I find these weird sort of intellectual property Venn diagrams really interesting, like the whole. You know, Fox, X-Men, Deadpool, you know, how mm. many characters can you use in what context? Really interesting when different parts of an IP get used in different platforms. Well, there was that Sony agreement with the Marvel thing of, we can have Iron Man, but you can have Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in yeah. Like, and it's like, that deal seemed to work really well, because Spider-Man's yeah. still a distinct I, property, but it works really well as part yeah. of the MCU at the same time. I say, that, 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 that's a bit of a weird one, though, because obviously you've got Spider-Man in the MCU, and he will be in the MCU moving forward. But then you've well, got the Venom movie yeah, with exactly. Tom Hardy, yeah. which is nothing to do with the MCU. Yeah, so that, that's going to be one of those ones that it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a bit difficult to keep track of. To be honest, Venom's a rubbish character to try and do as an anti-hero I'm, story. Yeah. Unless yeah. Tom Hardy gives him the bone for this. Well, which is the instant classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got the big giant mouth, so yeah. he can actually open his mouth this yeah. time. Yeah. I, think the, I think the Venom movie has actual potential this time, though, just because of the inclusion of Carnage. Yeah, yeah, that and so be... I think that that to me gives it a lot more potential than Spider-Man Three had. Well, yeah, they kept Sam Raimi away from it this time, haven't they? So. Yeah, it's just I just I just find this whole idea about how every studio is going to have its own streaming service. It's just going to be a it's mess. Much, yeah. It's like we had Inhumans on Hulu in the states yeah. and on Sky over here, and that was a massive disappointment from start to finish. But still haven't watched that. I have don't no bother. Really really you just need to watch the first episode, sigh, weep, then put it away for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, we all know that the Inhumans are just a cheap well, that replacement was... for the X Men anyway. Well, so... it was supposed to be a massive flagship movie for them. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be as big as the rest yeah. of the MCU. And oh yeah, well, like I say, I mean, in... it fizzled out like a wet. Yeah, well, that, that's bird. the thing. It's, <laughs> and to be fair, the reason it fizzled out was the Inhumans. They were brought in essentially because Fox or the X Men. 
and Marvel just didn't want to give them any publicity the same way they killed off Fantastic Four in the comics. Yeah. So the Inhumans were brought in, think Marvel thinking that oh yeah, these are gonna be these are gonna be great, people are gonna love them, and actually people went, yeah, these are pretty crap. Well, they did it better in Agents of Shield with the whole yeah. Inhuman storyline there. Yeah, you that don't was. Yeah, why I they mean, had to do, then do a second series. If they yeah. wanted to do it, they should have just spun off some of the characters but, from Agents of Shield yeah. because at least that made sense within that universe that those people mm. existed whereas yeah. Inhuman I mean oh, it just looked so I mean, I, I know that you have to suspend your disbelief with this whole genre but it looked silly and not yeah. in the kind of fun enjoyable way of like Guardians or Thor Ragnarok it, it just looked really cheap and yeah. daft I think the problem is they haven't d- drawn on the most interesting material I suppose because they, they can't like within the comics the Inhumans are most interesting in their interactions with the X-Men. Like, yeah. the cloud that gives the Inhumans their powers is killing off the X-Men. So yeah. they have this... That's been, they've yeah. played around it's with some very like cool storylines. like, which version of Evolution should be the right yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've like had some really art. great... But obviously, yeah. yeah, with the ownership issues, they can't do that within yeah. the movies. But, and again, but they aren't bringing in some of the best of the humans. Like, the, the Kamala mm. Khan version of his Marvel is an Inhuman, and yet, yeah. where is she? If she is <laughs> awesome... Just going to close to the wind and introduce a load of bootleg X-Men. Like, <laughs> wind. Dolverine. <laughs> Dolverine. <laughs> One eye. <laughs> I don't have knives coming out of my hand, I have spoons. <laughs> One of my favourite uh, Halloween costumes is Pound Shop Wolverine, where you just tape forks to your wrists. <laughs> but this does make me worry. I mean, there's enough streaming services as it is. We've yeah. got Netflix, we've got Hulu, we've Amazon got Amazon Prime. Prime iPlayer, all the associated TV. Apple TV is doing it. It's just um, commissioned a... a, a HBO are looking at doing their own streaming service in the States as well. HBO already have their own. Oh, HBO Go, don't they? Sorry. Yeah. 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 And then I think, what's the other one? Showcase? Sh- uh, oh, Showtime. Showtime. Showtime, they're looking at launching yeah. one. Star- we had it with CBS, yeah. with CBS launching Star Trek Discovery on their own streaming service in the yeah. US. And it just feels like this is going to be a repeat of 80s, 90s cable again, where you get all yeah, these kid- different distributors. Yeah. Mm. Someone's going to bundle it up, charge you 100 quid a month to have all the streaming services put together. Mm. And it's just going to be exactly yeah, the same as Sky Yeah, it did, but I just... I, but I don't think that consumers are willing to pay that anymore. No, no we've had we've had this kind of you know really nice, seamless, affordable service from companies like Netflix and Amazon. Yeah, and no one's going to be paying like you know fifty quid a month for you know three or four different services. Yeah, I think we're just going to see like eventually a fizzle out and into maybe two or three services that will just yeah. be the ones that people use the most yeah, exactly. because they have because so, people will see them as having the best content. If you remember when people. Cable launched in Britain. It yeah. was every region had its own cable service. Yeah. So you had like Telewest for Birmingham. Yeah, area. Up, up, up north we had Comcast. And then it was all... a huge American mm. company that just went nowhere. But then Virgin just bought them piecemeal and then it became a national service. Yeah. Even Sky, which was B Sky B at the time there was multiple services. Again, that's just distilled into this one service and yeah. it's just monopolisation and that begets creativity mm-hmm. because you have two people I mean Netflix are pumping so much money into their original content at the minute yeah. to replace the loss of so much stuff yeah. they've lost so many films out of their archive yeah. I mean remember when Netflix started off it was the place to go to watch any film mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and you had every single studio was playing ball then and Netflix, yeah. every single one mm-hmm. it's been we'll take our toys we'll go home and we'll try yeah. to earn them out of it but as you said, I don't want to end up in the situation where I'm paying 70, 80 quid a month yeah. to have to access all the stuff. And that's what kind of annoyed me with the Marvel TV series, because you 
you had Netflix's bits, you had Hulu starting off their own, Disney's going to have their films separate to that. I mean, I think all the Marvel movies are on Sky Go or Now TV mm. over here yeah. at the minute, so you can't get all the stuff in one place. If you're a fan of like the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, you haven't got that with the way this yeah. works. Well, that's the thing. I mean, me, me and George, we already have you know Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, I've got the WWE Network, so we're already forking out maybe... 40, 50 quid a month already. I think it just pushes people to find other ways to watch yes. shows. Like, I remember reading the stats that Game of Thrones is like the most torrented show ever, and it's mm-hmm. because yeah. obviously it wasn't available on any of those kind of services. So, in, particularly in this country, if you didn't have Sky and didn't have access to HBO, yeah. where are you supposed to watch it? So, people will just yeah. go and download yeah, it somewhere. There's not many limits, isn't it, on people yeah. getting what they want? Yeah, if they exactly. Can't, yeah. I mean, yeah. time lag is a specific issue as well. I mean, I understand in the 80s and 90s you had to get the tapes ship the papers to the other parts of the world yeah. show them on TV don't have that anymore everything's digital on TV no. everything's streamed digitally yeah. but you've got shows like The Orville which is really going well in the US at the minute it's got really good network reviews but it's not available over here no. No. there's need, no way you can watch it and even like you saying about the uh, it's not on FX yet it's coming yeah. to FX well, like, like but it's about, already uh, midway for the season in the States yeah and online discussion, as we all know around here, it's instant now. People want yeah. to watch the same stuff at the same time. Same with Stranger Things. The whole series was dumped around the world at the same time. Everybody watched it at the same time. And that's what encourages debate and mm. this thing on the franchise. But yeah. having this old network fussiness and fustiness and yeah. not moving with the times. It kind of creates a class system within fandoms, which is just absurd. Yeah, those, you know, those people who have the time to sit there and binge watch... An yeah. entire series as soon as it drops, whereas you know, like like myself, you know, working full time, I don't have I don't have a, a, a day of the week where I can just sit there and watch and watch like nine hours yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think we're reaching saturation as well. Mm. So as we said with the mm-hmm. Netflix shows, you've got five series there. So if you want to start watching it now, you've probably got about 30, 40 hours worth mm. of TV yeah. just to catch back up. You've had that with all the DC stuff that's on. Stars Network in the States. Yeah, so so, yeah the Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Arrow is on season five, Flash is on season three, Supergirl's on season two, Legends of Tomorrow is on season two or three now, and it's like yeah. trying to keep up with the franchise. Well, this, it's, it's dedicating time to it. Yeah, this is going to sound philistine, but sometimes I almost feel there's too much good telly. Yeah. Because I've only seen about a fifth of the shows I really want to have seen, and I'm yeah. never going to catch up. To be fair, I, I had that same issue. I, I used to, you know, illegally acquire a lot of shows during the week. Arresting, lock him up, lock him up. We say source all your material legally. Yeah, but it was that sort of thing. It just got to a point where I'd have so many shows to try and catch up on in a week. That yeah, the backlog's it, ridiculous. You miss yeah. one episode, and suddenly you're just exactly, like, wait, yeah. what? You've got. 14 episodes of things to yeah. watch and, yeah. I have the entirety of the last season of Agents of Seals sat on my skybox at home to yeah. watch mm. we've watched one episode out of it the new series is starting soon it's that yeah, I'm, saying, yeah I'm, I'm about a, about two seasons behind on uh, all the NCIS franchises um, I'm behind on S.H.I.E.L.D. I ha- haven't finished watching Luke Cage yet I've watched a handful of episodes of Iron Fist haven't, <laughs> even, haven't even got anywhere near Defenders yet it's just it's too much. This is why I like the what day a day a week watching a show. So I like to know that it's on at this time, this day, and I'll make mm. it sure that I am going to watch it and tune in at that time. I, I know it sounds old-fashioned, yeah. but I like that 
Oh, oh, this is on tonight. It's like it's a television. Tonight. And it's yeah. entertainment TV, yeah. yeah. But it's now less... is event television and it always comes with a hashtag. So you've got The Apprentice, yeah. you've got Great British yeah. Bake Off, you've got MasterChef. Yeah. These are shows which are built around a hashtag now. It's um, more yeah. about the social interaction. But it's less it. intimidating yeah. than having 12 hours to, that you have to try and make the time to watch. Exactly. Yeah. So the Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks and Westworld, for example. I know I'm always gonna, they're always on a Monday night when they were on. So I'm going to come home from work, even if they're on Catch Up On Demand, I'm going to just watch that hour of TV and I think, don't think to myself, I've got to watch five hours of this tonight to catch up with me. I'm going to come home, I'm just going to watch an hour of this and then I'll look forward to the hour next week and I'll pace it over ten weeks and I'll get mm. through the series and I prefer that model of just yeah. sort of this streaming, just, just one a week, just, I know when it's on and I can just sit down and I can work my evening around that. Star Trek's been a pleasure for that actually. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, that. watching that on Mondays it's has like been It's like a lovely little egg that... A duck lays for you each week with spaceships in it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, it's fast becoming one of my favourite Star Trek series. It has yeah. this blend of the original series and a bit of Next Gen thrown in there. It's kind of like they blended all the elements. Yeah, I'm all good. about it, yeah. yeah. In all the series. And it has got that edge that the original series had, which was lost, I think, in Next mm. Generation. Next Generation, as you said, is a bit like bureaucracy in space for the first couple of seasons. Everyone was far too polite. Yeah. I think with... I mean. The, the idea of like the appointment TV as well it is something special and people for certain shows people will remember it like I, I just, I'm just going to cheeky plug my own podcast I interviewed a cosplayer from my Buffy cos, um, my Buffy podcast the other week and he could remember watching Buffy when it was first on TV and was talking about what the channel it was on and what time it was on 6.45 on BBC, on BBC 2 on a two. Thursday. Oh. Oh, Thursday exactly and he did exactly that and went yeah I used to come home and watch it like this and, and then there was the version it. on Friday yeah. nights when you got in from the pub 11 o'clock that had like 10 seconds more violence edited like into it precisely <laughs> but because it was that sort of appointment television you remember that and that you remember that night where you had to like charge home from school to watch the thing that you wanted or rather than this thing of like well at some point I need to find 12 hours of my life to sit in front of Netflix and watch Stranger Things before some cretin has spoiled it for me on the internet <laughs> and this is something I had in my childhood as well it was uh, BBC2 Friday Night Comedy so yeah. one of my yeah. favourite things is was you had an entire night dedicated to comedy. So you had like Red Dwarf, Amanda Ian Nucci show, Leon Herring, all these brilliant comedians. Oh, those were the days. And it was like, go home, grab a few beers, sit down and watch yeah. brilliant mm-hmm. comedy TV. But then you had Channel Allegiance back then. I was yeah. saying this the other day, like um, radio, you have a channel you'll listen to, you tend to. Yeah. Or, but... In of all of our, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, this yeah. station. Um, <laughs> but telly, you will go to things for programs yeah. and flip between them like some sort of demented hummingbirds. <laughs> so maybe Channel Allegiance would be a good thing to return to. Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing with Bake Off, and everybody was like, "Ooh, oh, moving from Channel Four, oh, worst thing in the world." Majority of people that I know watch Bake Off for watching it again. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the ads didn't put them off. Yeah. We'll have to see if with all these streaming sites, if that forms some sort of like channel allegiance in people yes. when they've yeah, got when they've actually got to pay. Yeah. Per per oh, site. Be, yeah. Oh, we're an Amazon Prime household. Yeah. Or we're yeah. a Netflix. Household. Maybe there'll be street wars with sick game <laughs> costumes. I reckon. I reckon what it will be is it will just be like right. My family has Amazon Prime. My family has net. Your family has Netflix. Use each other's accounts. Yes. Oh my! Well, that's what I, I remember when yeah. my uh, my friend's family had Sky, so he would be the one that would tape Buffy but when it went into season five, yeah. and it was on Sky One first, and he'd tape it, and we'd like, or like we'd on certain nights, like you'd go around to their house, and some nights you'd go around to their house, and it's like, right, I, I've yeah. got this, but Phil. I've got this console, you've got this console, so yeah, we'll play this yeah. game at my house, and then play this game at your house. But Phil, we knew home taping did kill the movie industry, which is they kept telling us. 
Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to start a game yeah. called the Hooligans. I'll stab you with my Netflix knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My whole family rates me for my Netflix, and like all the, all I ever see on there is things like Peppa Pig or Paw Patrol. Cause it's like this kid Set up separate accounts. Well, yeah. she accidentally logs into mine sometimes, so like my like recommended choices always come up with like kids' TV programs, yeah, which yeah, I probably yeah, watch sure. anyway. To be fair, so. yeah. I actually suffered from this because I let my brother-in-law borrow my Amazon Prime account a couple of years ago, and my niece. God bless us all, decided to purchase three episodes of Peppa Pig using my account. Yes. <laughs> so I came home and was like, why are the charges for Peppa Pig on my credit card? <laughs> and it was like, email. Like, Oops, sorry. Cartoon Pig has stolen my credit card. <laughs> so like, I guess round table, yes or no for yes. us. So multiple streaming services, nay for me. No, I can't it. Yes, bring on the gang war. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's just, it's a symptom of modern society nowadays in general is there's too much choice I say no can't we all just be friends um yeah no it's a no from me I, I think um it's gonna be it's gonna come down to what do I wanna pay for that has the choice of content and at yeah. the minute I don't think Amazon Prime has enough like variety I don't think that any of the others I think Netflix is still very much yeah. leading the way Apple TV is trying god bless it it's, you know just commissioned a, a comedy with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston but it's that's it's that's like scrabbling not, in, in on the starting block still. I no. think as soon as you start getting adverts on streaming services, that's going to be a death now. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. the whole thing is you pay for subscriptions, so you don't get the ads. Well, that was a, apparently the cable in the seventies didn't have adverts in America. That was that you were buying cable TV. That's HBO's big thing. Yeah, it was like yeah. you were buying cable TV and Sky TV and all these services to avoid the advertisement. Yeah, and it's just snuck back in, and now it's a case of where fifty percent of a show is actual advertisement, yeah. and then they'll still put adverts into the actual shows themselves. Yeah, <laughs> just so you get bombarded constantly with consumerism. So I'm the lone voice crying for war. No, I, 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 I never got asked. What do you think? <laughs> I I support it just because I feel like it's going to challenge the site to put more into their content, to focus more on the content so whilst as consumers it might be difficult to access all the different bits of content I think we'd see better content overall but this is a because it would keep the pressure on to keep making good shows and to keep the quality yeah, up. Yeah, turn into a game of one-offsmanship yeah. 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 Bigger buffet, better mints. But this is the ridiculousness exactly. of where illegal streaming is for some people, a better service because you can source what you want and download it quicker than you can watch it on some streaming services. And that's something that you can't forget about if there is multiple streaming services, but we're not advertising it, but people people would do it. (laughs) (laughs) But it will happen, yeah. Yeah, people will still do that. So if you wanted to access it that badly and you're that way inclined. White rubbish. Uh, occasional rant at the world on why something's wrong. Guy, I'm going to start off with you because you've been burning to say this whole show. I, I, what I was going to say actually is I miss Keith's idents this week. I really miss his idents. I just miss Keith. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Keith. Ah. Keith. I fancy Keith. Um, why it's rubbish for me. Right, there's this, there's this man. I send, sometimes I send packages off by UPS um, delivery so you take it to a shop, you take a package and you get given a slip. The guy who deals with it does a little scanning machine, gets a slip, but he does that thing, you know, when someone like goes, licks their oh. fingers, oh. places it on a piece of paper, rips it off, and I'm handed a piece of paper with 
a large portion of his gob on it, which I have to oh. put in my pocket. And it's kind of like, seriously... I know your hatred of gob from Rick and Morty. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why do you need to lick your fingers to rip that sheet of paper? I could do it without needing to lick my fingers. I never understand. So... This is... This is how, like, the flu virus continually evolves. Exactly, and I'm carrying his gunk in my pocket, and I, I so it's gross every time he hands it to me. And then I have to find a way to carefully fold it so I don't get the gob on my hands. You get a little bit of the bubbles bit thing. Oh, it's horrid. And the I mean, paper goes see-through. Yeah. And... I mean, it's, it's this man in particular, but it's just the concept of, like, that in general, and just, like, licking your fingers to turn a page. That's not a thing human beings should do. Don't lick your fingers. What have you been to the toilet oh. and they're all, oh, you know, a few minutes later. There you go. You know, have my gob and my finger crap on your paper. Oh. Just hand me a sheet back. Or next time, I'll do the whole process myself. I'll scan it. I'll write the ticket. <laughs> I'll walk out. And there's no gob on your book. I bet it's going see-through. There's probably a hole going through the book. He's probably done it that many Maybe times. Maybe it's like Alien with the acid coming oh. out. It's just like a hole drip oh. all the way through the counter. And like, I know it's going to happen every time. And like, I get panicky. I, look, I would wait for it to happen. Wouldn't it be better if you just go to the next available shop? But there's not another nearby UPS shop. That's the thing. And it's the best one for me to go to. And I just wait and I watch him. I wait for that moment where he picks the book behind the counter. He puts his hand towards his mouth and goes... I can always hear like the sound of like the that funny word was astonishing, guys. <laughs> 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 it reverberated oh. in my chest. Oh. And he, he he's not a cleanly looking man either. It's oh. like it's a, oh. he's got a yellow mustachey bit, you know, like a mustache has kind of dyed yellow. So, oh, that's that, that smoking the old rollies, isn't it? Seems like a super yeah. cyan chuckle brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. This is a conflict of interest. Like, do I say something to him? Do I like, like, please, could you stop licking your fingers and touching my paper? Because I have to keep that paper because it's proof of postage as well. So it's not like I can't bin it straight away. You know what you should do, guy? And it's a very cheap option. Go into a post office. Yeah. Well, well. No, I was going to say go into W H Smith and get you seen those little rubber thimble things you put on your finger to. To do the exact same things, so you'd have to do it without li- with licking your fingers. Really? Yeah, you can get yeah. purchase one for Christmas. Just pick up the bit of paper. <laughs> or like when you hand him the parcel, just like lick it before you give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the whole thing's just covered in. Just lick his hand when he reaches out for it. Nice. I just feel like I feel like I've been violated when I get handed that piece of paper. Like, I just. Well, in that case, I think that speaks to the level of privilege that you have in life, guy. That you see that as a violation. <laughs> right, my white rubbish neatly dovetails with yours. Actually, I, I tweeted about this in the show chat in the week. It's shops that do anything but actually sell items, which is your corner shop. So I went into my local corner shop to pick some milk up on the way home because I'm a loving husband and we ran out of milk. So it was on the way home from work. Again, that bar set very low, but go on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But stopped off at the shop just with my milk in my hand. Woman behind me in the queue, queue, she was in a rush, um, just wanted to pick up some bread later in front of me, as a polite gentleman does. Oh, whilst I'm here, can I pick up a parcel from House of Fraser, please? House of Fraser or House of Fraser? House of Fraser. Where's that? What are House you of Fraser Crane. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was going to pick a parcel. What are you doing? This is a shop to purchase items from, not to purchase. Pick up. Purchase. <laughs> yes, not to pick up. Shopping. Go to the shop. It's ten minutes walk to get to House of Fraser. Why are you having it delivered to the corner shop? Why not just get it delivered to your home address? Yeah. 
It's like, what, why, why is the shop <laughs> the nearest place that you can have deliveries accepted? Maybe it's to? cheaper to get it delivered to the corner shop and well, I'm assuming pick it off from there. because of idiots, like, delivery drivers who cannot comprehend things like doorbells oh. and sort of stand in confusion at your front door and go, <laughs> oh, they're out, I'll take it away. And then it takes you four months to persuade them to bring it back well, and cope just, with this. It frustrates me knowing that a shop is designed for you to go and purchase stuff. It's not yeah. there to top up your... Weekly council bills. It's not there to get your pension. Yeah. It's not there to get I have, I have, and I absolutely hate that I have to go to the my grotty corner shop to top up my electric. I, hate, actually, yeah. I, I, I absolutely hate yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Just to play sort of devil advocate in a way. Is it a corner shop or is it a convenience shop? It's a spa. That's not a convenience. But it's still irritating. Yeah, yeah, like, just go buy yeah. You just want to buy something and get yeah. out. And there's always only one member of staff on. Yeah. They don't have any self-service checkouts. Yes. One person staff is always slower than a bit of protoplasm that's been stuck <laughs> behind the counter. Have you encountered... It's like if anybody ever buys fags now, they're all looking in exactly the same packet, so it's ten minutes of them rifling through the drawer to find which one it is. Have you encountered the uh, post office slash convenience store so that you have like a post office till at the back of the shop on, yeah. on the on the t- so that so then you've got, got, like, got yeah. so you've got a member of staff who doesn't quite understand the royal mail trying to put a label <laughs> on the package the one by ours is great yeah. to be fair really? move to Bellwood yeah. yeah ours is brilliant and on the shop it's open on Sunday though so. <laughs> yeah. has yeah. a subway in the back that's a weird one so a shop that sells sandwiches has a sandwich shop at the back (laughs) oh I've seen those yeah they're like outposts of somewhere (laughs) it's like they're like they want the location but they don't want to pay for it so they're sidled in on the back of the yeah it's like when when you go into petrol stations there's there's one quite close to me back home Um, yeah that has a you know it's a massive petrol station and it has a random subway counter in the shop it's like Really? Oh, and then they have like a make your own Costa stand as well. It's yeah. like, oh, so I'm going to pay the same amount for a cup of coffee, but I have to make it myself yeah. on this automated machine. They advertise it as a Costa location. I think those machine. machines are like. Yeah. Here's a cup of hot water and a tea bag. Like, I could literally have brought this from home. I think those machines are powered by the same thing that was in Event Horizon movie because you press that button and the sounds from hell <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think nano franchises could be a thing though you could have like a tiny Harrods in a Poundlands <laughs> so <laughs> <it up. laughs> that would be amazing so good little Greg's when did Poundland start selling clothes as well it's weird anyway George we bypassing everybody else exciting um well, I mean, my white rubbish is people who've known you for ages but still can't remember your name, Callan. It was like we'd upset Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, just shocking. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, what mic is annoying is I think it's show-offy bartending, and then they can't make something normal. Um, I went to an event earlier in the week where they were trying to do cocktail masterclasses, and they just tasted like syrup. So we asked if we could make something less syrupy. And we're given yet more fruit juice and sugar syrup. And it took about four attempts before we could convince them that, yes, yes, it's very impressive that you're setting like icing sugar on fire and you've got dry ice and everything. But can I just have an actual drinkable yes. drink, please? That's not going to send me into a diabetic coma. But it yeah. took, I swear to God, half an hour to get a sensible drink out of them. And just, but 
It so, was so irritating. They were all like throwing, like mixing glasses around behind the bar and all kind of juggling them back and forth to each other, going, This is lovely, but I'd like a drink. That's <laughs> just like, get on with it. Around, really, isn't it? Yeah, like, go, I don't that. care. Tom Cruise when you just want strong booze. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I've been here for 20 minutes and I still haven't had anything drinkable. You sh- like, you just what are you doing? Ordered the parts of the beverage that you wanted separately and just made it in front just, of the Just to make it, I, I yeah. was very nearly at that point. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it's not even like you asked for a particularly complex cocktail either. No, we ended up drinking margaritas because that was all we could cope with. It was just fine, that will <laughs> do. You know it's not right, whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was quite annoying. Come on. What isn't wrong this week? <laughs> You tell us. <laughs> um, that's the point of the feature. Oh, so many things, so many things. Yeah, but of anything that's struggling with pressure. No, it's just like, which do I go through first? You're a student. Everything should annoy you at this point. In Everything does annoy me at this point of year. Um, Spider-Man's uncle's rice. So Spider-Man's what? Uncle Spider-Man. Ben. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Ben. Yeah. Uncle Ben. Instant rice. Are you yes. discouraging yes. that? That was a reach, instant but go on. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... I had one packet left. I come home from a long, long day at university. It was maybe like a I, six. I had to go to the library. Oh. It was maybe like. You've already told us that you, you fall asleep, so don't talk about it. It was maybe like a six hour day. Oh, you poor, precious oh, no. baby. It was like a six hour day. Since you, Starbucks. Yeah, since the freelance. Just wait until third year, mate. Oh, anyway. I so I get a of lectures a week in my third year. It was great. I so I, so I get. Like, I'm in the third year. <laughs> Excuse me. This is supposed to be my story. So oh. I get home. Sorry, who are you? <laughs> Someone's getting up to. <laughs> so, I have a long six-hour day. Had no sleep. Get in. Finally, sit down, have a nap for a bit. I was like, need to make some food. Got a nice pre pre-made curry. Gonna be fantastic. Go to my f- cupboard. Is it pre-made by yourself or pre-made in the? Pre-made by myself. Oh. We said a cream egg curry there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, real cat gel phrasing. Oh, no, real students know. Make extra, freeze it, defrost it. Perfect. Yes, that's something that only students yes. do. That's not something that literally everybody does. That's Callum. called adulting. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you've reached stage one of your life. <laughs> I'm officially an adult now. Um, anyway, uh, and some horrible, horrible, terrible person stole my last microwavable rice. All right, get a rice cooker. Yes, get no, a No, they're 20 quid. They do the rice in He's a student, he can't afford that. And then you have to clean it. You have to keep cleaning it. Just hold more rice in your mouth for ages. (laughs) 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 Buy Tesco value rice because no one's going to steal it. Yeah. I have a Tesco Tesco value rice box and put the good stuff inside. Uh, (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. So the rice thief, that's your wise wish. Well, yes, and the no, rice no, itself. Like the For being popular enough to be stolen. That right. sounds like the latest novel from Maeve Binchley. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? I think that's just a lesson about, like, maybe be a little less aspirational and bougie in your purchases, Callum. You are a student. No, your place. Uncle Ben's for grown-ups. <laughs> Thanks. Well, this, uh, this might be a controversial one, because, you know, uh, I know we have quite a lot of geeky people listening, 
But, um, Just a few. Oh, I don't like geeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like comics. <laughs> Science fiction. Uh, no, uh, mystery boxes. Uh, I oh. was at MCM Comic Con in London the other week and walking around, and 90% of what was on sale seemed to be subscriptions for mystery boxes. Now, and Funko Pops. Walls of Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah, there were millions of those as well. And I think that sometimes they were in the mystery boxes. More than There's no turtles all yeah. the way down. But. <laughs> the problem with those boxes is that, look, I can understand, I'm not knocking memorabilia, I'm not even knocking tat, tat can be great, but it just seems like the most nightmarish excess of consumerism to pay like fourteen ninety nine a month or whatever for just a box of rubbish, and you're going to end up, you know, most months you're just going to get like a temporary tattoo of Gollum, or, <laughs> you know, like a... I don't know, um, yeah. a fragment of a bouncy castle, and it, you, what you really want is an action figure of, you know, I don't know, someone, someone from one of those comics you people read, but um, <laughs> you have to wait months and months to get it, and really, it's just a way of getting people to pay to get rid of unused stock, and yeah. it's, mm. it's just putting unnecessarily transactions <laughs> on the way to the landfill. Yeah. I, mean, I think an exception is a themed box. So yeah. it's themed around a franchise like Firefly yes. or Star Trek or yeah. Star Wars. You know what you're getting. The Firefly legit. box is really it's, good. I yeah, get the Firefly box. But stuff for something like a loot crate where it's random. Yeah. And like yeah. some, some weeks you're like, this is amazing. And others you kind of end up going, well... Okay, I've got a place to say. Yeah, yeah. have names like Garbage Monkey or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, what are you going to get? How from many this? bottle openers do you need with famous people's faces stuck yeah. to the side of it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't want Iron Man staring at me from everything in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Um, the, well, I've actually got one from this morning. Um, a, couple of day, a couple of days ago, I had an email on Discogs saying about um, buy, you know, someone wanted to buy my uh, an album I'm selling, um, Deep Purple, one of my dad's, you know, whatever. Um, well, this woman happened to be from Australia. So had a, you know, spent about half an hour or so searching around trying to figure out how the hell am I going to get this album from the UK to Australia. You just without... over, over extort the prices as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well, you know, I've managed to, you know, I've, I've bought some, some mailers ready for shipping stuff out and all the rest of it and, you know, had a look around and found that um, Royal Mail do it for about 15 quid, which, you know, I thought, great, so, you know, it's like a £6.20 album, 15 quid shipping on top to Australia just to really make, make that point stick home. <laughs> I mean, so there's met, not much further you can go, really. No, so Antarctica, that's pretty yeah, much the like, like, Yeah, it's like it says. So, yeah, so, so sent, sent this woman a message and said, oh, look, you know, it's going to be 15 quid shipping, you know, just let because uh, she, she, she'd been badgering me to say, you know, so let me know how much shipping is so I can pay straight away. So I said, 15 quid shipping, please cancel the order. You know, if, like I say, if, it was, if I was sending it down the road to Guy, who, you know, lives half an hour away from me, yeah, fifteen quid's a, a bit extortionate. Sending Maybe it she to... thought it was free shipping. That's why she was interested. Did she expect you to frisbee it really hard? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Did she know you were in the UK? Yeah, it, it, it says quite clearly on my Discogs profile that yes, UK-based seller. But yeah, it's like you know, I'm not you know, it's a six it's a six pound twenty album. It's not like I've charged you six hundred and twenty pounds for it. And that just sounds like she's never experienced e-commerce yeah. before. Like every t- so, I I, I um, love browsing stuff on eBay. Yeah, and I always know I've taken a wrong turn when there's something really cool, like normally like a really nice coat or jacket mm. or something, and it's super super cheap. And you're like, what? And then you're like, oh wait, no, it's going to be that like extortionate right. yeah. postage because it's coming from Hong Kong. Yeah, um, and you just 
Yeah, like if you live on the other side of the world from someone, it's not it's gonna cost more than like a first class stamp. Yeah. Mr. Ellis. Okay, mine is people who write garbage opinions for national newspapers and disguise it as journalism. <laughs> When really it's Isn't just an that old, that just modern journalism. It's just where, when it's just an arrogant attempt to basically like take the. Adopt, it's like it's like you're year seven trying to bake club for the first time, and you're like, I'm going to adopt the worst possible stance on a subject just for attention, and I'm going to argue my way out of it. And, um, and and it's just it's just because they know that, that will get the attention. It'll get yeah. everyone on Twitter upset. Yeah. It'll get all the. Clicks yeah, and retweets and everything, and it's just—it's cynical. It's it's, it's, it's clickbait. Yeah, it's like, not journalism. It's it's comment and or opinion, yeah. and it's but it's sold as news, and that's what really yeah, really drives me crazy. A bit like shock shock jock radio. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's what, a bloody disaster. Yeah. What was the particular article, article that prompted this? Oh, so this was—I got into a little uh, tiff with Giles Corran um, about how he'd like—he doesn't mind if his son turns out to be gay, trans, or a heroin addict because apparently these things are all you know equivalent to each That's other. Similar, yeah. As long as he's not fat, because because uh, being fat is definitely worse than being a heroin addict. Yeah, Com- completely. This coming from a food critic, by the way. But also, he wrote a few a few weeks ago. He wrote an article saying like how he he doesn't like going to the theatre, even though he's just been appointed the BBC's like culture. Correspondent, it's just he drives me crazy. Right to recap, guy, uh, got man, uh, me, people using shops for not shopping, Nate, uh, mystery boxes, Dave, unrealistic in, uh, internet buyers, George, unnecessary bar flare, <laughs> Phil, uh, trolls, trolls, <laughs> trolls who think that they're journalists, and come rice and rice thieves. Rice, rice, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Geeky Brummy podcast this week. Guy, where can we find you online? Uh, um, Guy underscore health on Twitter, Vinyl Guy H Instagram, and Mixcloud. You can search for a show called Curiosity Crate where I play random music but don't speak on it. Dave, where can we find you? Uh, Aces and Armour on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter is at dwit3187 George, where can we find you under your multiple brands now? Multiple brands, yeah, you can find me at Caramel Latte Kiss pretty much everywhere uh, two L's everywhere except Twitter where it's only one or you can also find me at mutant underscore frenemy, also pretty much wherever there are internets yes. Callan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at d-a-y-n-e-s underscore r-a-d-i Oh. So Dane's radio with an underscore in the middle. I, yeah. I was actually really struggling to spell that out in my head. Like Danish D- Rads. <laughs> R-A-D-I-O. Yeah, funny enough, I was just thinking that. Like, mm. Have the battle of the verifieds this week. Who do I go to? <gasps> Phil, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. And Nate, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, where I've been described as the only man who should be allowed to under eighty characters. Uh, <laughs> at Frog Croakley. That's Frog C R O A K L E Y. I've got a little platypus face as an avatar. It'd be lovely to see you. <laughs> Keith, wherever he is this week, you'll find it at Hardluck underscore Hotel, not the Count Duckler episode. And you can find me at... Being pulled out of a burning wrecked car by Nick Knowles. <laughs> 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 a sausage 
baby. You can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter for my personal Twitter. You can find the food blog at Brummy Gourmand on Twitter, Facebook, and associated websites. Followed by Ian Deal. In the Cornwall Life magazine this month as well. Yeah. And you can find us all at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and geekybrummy.com. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll be back soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to our high-quality podcast. If you like what we do, you can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash brumradio.